Alright, what's up? What's up? What's up? Cool Truth Baby, we're back. It's been a while. We're going to talk some wrestling. It's myself, Daddy Cool AC. I joined the one and only Pillar to Post podcast with Joe White. We recorded it. We're throwing it up here as a Cool Truth show for you. Just hey, hey, hey. A little systems warning here. Early on, Joe took me down a little political path for the first uh, 15, 18 minutes of the show. If you don't want to hear that stuff, uh, feel free to fast forward till I call him out about his use of the word spaghetti. And then we get into the wrestling stuff. But it's great to be back. It's great to podcast again. We're going to get into this. We're going to be doing it weekly. We're going to stick to it. Retro Mania Wrestling Podcast Network. Shout out to the dude, Kobe, for uh, welcoming, welcoming us back. The Gouging Podcast, the backbone of, the leader of the Retro Mania Podcast Network. And, of course, kicking out of two, Diamond Dave Rosenbluth, my boy, who holds it down. Constantly putting up content. It's awesome. So be sure to check those out. And uh, hopefully we'll get the White House. We'll get the Edwards. We'll get the, uh, we got the White tonight. And then, uh, you know, we'll get some more guys up for you and gals and whoever else wants to talk some wrestling. But for tonight, it's myself, it's Joe White. We do Cody, we do WrestleMania, we do some Dynamite, we do some AEW stuff. Um, really no bounce to what we talked about. Little Cody Ray in there for you from me. <laughs> Try not to take it too personal. We're having a little bit of fun. Cool Truth. We'll be back in a sec. You're listening to a Cool Truth podcast production this channel was dead except for me doing videos on my cell phone in my truck but no we're here doing a podcast today and uh, we're going to talk everything that's uh, happened the last week i suppose and as you can tell by your uh, screen we got uh ac from the uh, cool truth retromania round table go ahead give it to him go ahead <laughs> what's up what's up what's up I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to be on Pillar to Post here. I'm I, honestly, bro. I'm happy to be doing a. I know you don't like the the podcasting thing, so we'll call it internet radio. Uh, yeah. uh, but I got I got to do this, bro. I got I'm I'm jumping a gun on you here. I'm I'm gonna bring you something from left field. I'm gonna throw it at you, and we got we got to tackle this before we get to the wrestling. We just got to do it. I was gonna wait, but I got to get right to it. All right, so you're doing these cell phone videos in your truck. <laughs> so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Do you uh, do you know of this big mama Biden was talking about the other day? I don't know. That, that's rather here nor there. I have no idea. <laughs> dude, dude, all I see you post on Facebook is shit about fucking Joe Biden and praising Trump, and I'm just like, dude, do you not realize both of them are just as evil as one another? Are they're both bad? Uh, listen, that's that, so, that's a whole. Bro, that's a whole nother podcast. We could get into that another day. I don't I don't want to get into that right now because I'll be here all night. I'll be here all night debating you about the guy who's not a politician versus the guy who's been a politician for fifty years and sold out the country for fifty years. But yeah, we can we can talk about that another day. But, um Dude, they're all they're all after your fucking money. They're they're all they, they don't all right, want all right. you well, well since you want to go down this road, let me ask you a question. Why is, why why I'm just gonna ask this question and then we can move on because I'm I don't want to spend all night on it. But why are you lumping Trump into career politicians? I, I don't I don't care about career. Po I think any kind of politician, just anybody who runs for president, 
has their own agenda at heart. They don't care about you. They don't care. And nobody up on that hill thinks about, cares about you. And I'm sorry, the second you run for office, you become a politician. He's going to run again. He's going to get his little two, two, two more year, four more years. And then we're going to move on. And the country's just going to be in worse shape than what it was eight or nine years ago. Sorry, but uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. Slow, slow down, slow down, slow down for a second. That's that's very that's like very general. Like you're just saying, oh, it, because basically what you're saying is it doesn't matter who you vote for, the country's going to be in worse shape. And I don't, I personally, I don't believe that. But here, here's the thing: our entire system of government, the way we do things in this country, how we vote, the the left okay. and the right, and all this, it's right. so fucking outdated. Okay. okay. It, Wrong. Is, it, is it is it outdated or are they not are they not doing it the way it's supposed to be done? The way it was supposed to be done is outdated. And no, 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 it's not outdated. They, they, it's not. This is the thing. It's not outdated. They are not. They are not following what the founders, the way the founders built the system. That's part of the problem. And the and the guy who calls them out on that. And, and listen, you might not like Trump, and I, I have. There's plenty of people I know that are right wing or, or conservative or whatever you want to call them. I'm, I'm not a fucking Republican. I'm a I'm a constitutional conservative. That's what I bill myself as. But all I'm going to say is, and this, and, and we can move on from here. I mean, I don't want to spend a lot of time in politics because we again we can be here all night. But the guy who is screaming about the way they're doing things, calling them out, calling out the media, calling out the politicians. Uncovering their corruption. The guy that they don't want in the office so bad they spied on him and lie and make up stories and do all this over and over and over again. And I'm not telling you he's not an asshole. And I'm not telling you he's perfect. Nobody is. But what I'm telling you is the anti the anti DC establishment guy is Donald Trump. The guy who's trying to bust that system. The guy who's trying to take it back to where it's supposed to be. In theory. There's other ones out there too. Is Trump. But now, because he was president, we're going to lump him in and say he's just as bad as Joe Biden. Which, like I said, if we, if, if you and I want to get together on another podcast and go over it, we could absolutely do it. We could absolutely do it because the corruption—it's—it's—and it's, I'm not even saying it's only Democrats. It's—it's it's both sides of the aisle. It goes deep. It goes for a long time. And I don't even think Trump knew what he was getting into when he got elected president. That—that's my only point. And I don't think the Donald Trump's the savior or the be all end all. But what I do like is the fact that he goes against the grain. That's what I do like. If it was up to Trump, we'd be invading Ukraine with Russia right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, but no, that's not true, though, bro. He's Hold on a second. God. Hold on a second. How many wars did Trump start? Dude, it doesn't matter. He's the only Look. guy right now has, that has not bashed fucking Russia for what they're doing right now. That's not true. He couldn't, dude. That's not true. He 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 he's he called it terrible. He said it shouldn't have happened. Why? If that's so true, why did why didn't Putin invade Russia when Trump was president? Or I'm sorry, why didn't Putin invade Ukraine when Trump was president? Because he knows Trump is the only. Idiot. He knows the old Trump is the only one who's going to stand up to him. No, Trump told him, "Don't do it." He knows Trump is the only idiot. Only idiot is going to stand there and go. I got uh, a fucking 
bomb shelter in Mar-a-Lago. Right, 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 listen, let's move on. Let's move on. Push you gotta, you, right you, you listen, let's plan, let's plan a podcast so we could go through all this and I'll school you. <laughs> and and I'll I'll teach I'll teach you I'll teach you a little something. Yeah, you brought it up though. You brought it up. You got me going. I would I want to call you out about something and you're bringing up Donald Trump. Here's the problem. And, and dude, here's the thing. Look, I'm just gonna throw this out there. And this is the last I honestly this is the last one to say about it. I would vote for Rod DeSantis today before I voted for Donald Trump. And it, I, that's just the truth of the matter. So it's not just about Trump. It's about it. It's about uh, a whole conservative movement. But again, that's a, that's a show for another day. If you want to get into the it. Thing I don't get about here's the thing that, from my perspective, just because I get sick and tired of seeing it, from a truck driving perspective. Okay, truck drivers. The majority of truck drivers have always leaned toward the Republican side of things. Why I don't fucking know. Because the Republicans are the ones who own all the Why, fucking... because they don't want to fucking pay $9 for a gallon of fucking even, diesel? Even when fucking... Even when... Why, because they don't want to be over-regulated? Dude, right now we need fucking regulations in the industry. The days... And this is what I'm talking about. Like, if it was... But, up Joe, to, but Joe, Joe you're, you're talking about very, very, like, generalized things. I'm no. talking about things like... You can't drive a truck that's over 12 years old in through California, even if it's safe. I agree with that. You, because I'm sorry, you should not be fucking driving rig rigs. There's reasons why the top companies in America, like what I drive for, do not have trucks in their. Yeah, but you're you're yeah, but you're you're trying to cut out the guy who's who's driving on his own. Who his truck may be totally fine, that. totally hold safe. On, hold on, hold on. You, I, you, here's where I got you on this. Because before I went, when I went back out on the road in 2019 or 2018, I worked for a company called Prime. I leased my truck. I, that was my truck. I could say what load I took with them. Now, granted, I only hauled their freight. I was like, it's like WWE of trucking. <laughs> I'm a private contractor, file a 1099, but I can't go haul anybody else's freight. <laughs> so, but. I could decide when when I I could tell you right now from having been an owner operator, I would not want a truck that is less than five years old out there on the fucking roads. You see these old fucking rednecks out there with these goddamn nineteen seventy something Peterbilts, and it scares the shit. Oh, hold on, you're I mean you're talking something that's forty fucking years old. Well, dude. <laughs> I've seen it. That's the problem. Okay, I, I, yeah, but here you go. You go. You go from ten years to forty years. Well, even still, man, I'm sorry. Hey, dude, do you do you know how do you know how many guys that are in the industry that I've seen that that have talked about? Do you think I just pulled this out of thin air? No, when, no, when no. they talk when they talked about supply chain, they said we can't get enough drivers into California because there's too much regulation. I mean, yeah. is, is that's not a problem? Well, if, if you don't if you don't care about supply chain issues, you don't mind you know your local stop and shop not having eggs for three weeks. I mean, that's fine, but. Dude, there's a there's a lot of factors that go into this, and it's not just dude. It's not truck drivers. I'm t I've told you. I'm not I've, blaming truck drivers. I'm I've just saying I'm blaming. I'm blaming dips. It's not I'm the regulations. That it's part of it though. 
Dude, a big part of it, a huge part of it is the fact that you can't get these motherfuckers to get off their goddamn welfare couches and go back to fucking work. Oh, I'll say it just like this. It's 90% of <laughs> okay, keep voting for Democrats because that will help. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, I'm not, again, here we go. Anyway, all right, let me, let, let's get to what I was, what I wanted to get to. The thing is, I'm sorry. Let's get to what I wanted to get. We're never going to get to wrestling if we keep going down this road. Hold on. I, I, I. I, I look at it this way. If you have a truck that is over five years old, and there's a reason why California has the regulations they do. They're a hippie state. You Have you been to Los Angeles? Have you driven out to Los I Angeles? I don't care. Okay. So when you go over the fucking mountains and you look down into the goddamn valley, right there floating over the Young Bucks' house, is a nice green fucking cloud. That's, that's why they don't want that bullshit fucking equipment that their granddaddies has handed down to them in that state. There's a reason why when you go up to... You're, Cal- so, you're, so you're telling me that these these old trucks are the cause of pollution? No, I'm not saying that they're the cause of it, but they don't add any... They don't fucking take anything away from it either. They don't. I mean, they just add to it. But also... Also, there's a reason dude, why. Dude, how much Kool Aid do you have in your truck right there's now? Also, <laughs> there's also. Do you think you're drinking a green Kool Aid or what? There's also a reason why diesel exhaust fluid was added, and there's a reason why they changed the additives that get added into that shit. And it's just, and New York's the same way. You can't go into fucking New York and idle your truck if you want. <laughs> I mean, thank you. There we go. <laughs> There we go. I mean, these states, I mean, people are so happy in all these states, they're just rushing out of them. I mean, that's. I'm just looking at it from somebody who's in the industry. I get it. I get it. There's always different perspectives, and I'm not saying you're wrong about everything. I'm just saying, dude, come on. You look at that freedom. The problem is, there's there's no common ground with that side. It's. You are going to run a truck on a battery by 2035, or you're not going to drive a truck in my state at all. Let's get back to reality here. That's not going to happen. And then, then I they re- don't even have trucks that run on batteries yet. <laughs> and here's what kills me, though, okay? Here's another thing that kills me, the Freedom Convoy thing. That, are we okay. going to get to my point or what? We are. We're going to get to wrestling. Hold on. The free- I'm not even going to. I'm not even at wrestling yet. I want to call you out about something that doesn't even have nothing to do with wrestling. The, the, hold on, the, the the freedom convoy thing, because I had to drive through. Oh no! Come on, come on, let's. I had to, No, 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 no! Hold on, I had to. Let me get this out. Don't interrupt me here, because I do have a valid point. You want to fucking okay? Owner operators are bitching about the cost of fuel. We're doing this because of mask mandates, which by the time they or got their shit together and kept along with the are Canadian. Are you talking about the one in Canada or the one in the United the States? The one in the United States. All right, which was, but, it didn't even end up being a big deal. So why exactly. are we talking about it? Because here's the, here's the thing, though. It translates to I, when I passed by this convoy or one of the convoys that was going from east to west. So this these idiots that came all the way from California in RVs, their owner operators, which means they're having to pay for their own fuel. They're bitching about gas or fuel prices, but yet they have enough money to put the fuel in their trucks to drive census. You think, you think it was really? You think that was about fuel prices? It did, dude. They, it was about fuel prices and mask mandates. It's it about more than that. And their freedoms. Guess what? George Carlin was right. Oh, there was literally. a guy. 
There was a guy in AEW tonight in the audience that had a shirt that says George Carlin was right. Guess what? George Carlin is right. We have no fucking rights in this country. Rights are a made up fucking thing that the government says. Because, it, because here's the reason. Oh, because of people like you who say that and just accept it. <laughs> I, I and but, but here's another. Am thing. I right or wrong? No, you're dude, right. If, if, if people just sit there and accept that, this see, dude, this is why I don't want to go. That we're going to be talking about this all night. People, you guys sit there and just say, "Oh, we have no rights," and it's it is what it is. Just live with it. Well, no. How about no? How about we don't live with it? How about how about we do things to fight back and say we are not going to live like this anymore? How about we say this is not a doc democracy. This is a constitutional republic, and we have a constitution. The Constitution and our rights are granted under God, and you do not run our country. There is no you are appointed by us. There's you no are appointed God. by us. And there you go. Here's another reason why we can't have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you go, this is not. But but this. My point being is the country was set up a certain way. They are not running the country a certain way, and everybody's just going to sit back and say it's okay. I don't care because you know what? I could go home to my house. And I have enough food. And even though it's a little bit bad, people in Ukraine have it worse right now. Well, that's not that's not the answer either. That's really not. I'm sorry. It's just not the answer. We, we ought to be focusing on the shit going on here than what's going on in the Ukraine. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give $168 million, billion, whatever it was, to them for their relief. Yet we can't fucking find eggs in our grocery stores right now? <laughs> I mean, the, listen. I, like I said, you could, we could go. We could go down this path all. We could go down this path all night. But if people are going to sit back and accept it, if fifty, if fifty percent of the people in this country are going to say, if we were ever attacked, I would flee. Everything else, you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is where we're at right now. This is, half the people listening to this probably are going to sit here and say, AC is a fucking right wing lunatic who thinks we should stand up for our freedom. God forbid we do that. We what we need to do is have a four day work week, and we and get and we should get more vacation time, and we should have free health care, and we should have everybody pay for all our shit, and then we'll all be happy and live in harmony. Like that's ever happened anywhere in the world ever. It hasn't. The, the, Sorry. Free, the freedom convoy thing. Let me let me finish my point about this. Is I'm I'm. You got people in RVs and cars. So these people aren't even truck drivers. I saw more RVs and cars than I did trucks. In this you're making a big deal about something that didn't end up being a big deal because they were late to the party here. They were late to the party. Everything was being removed while they were planning it. That's the problem. Let me finish my point, okay? You have these people who want to bitch about the supply chain and want to bitch about the damn work shortage and everything, yet they're fucking taking their time and their efforts away from the supply chain instead of going to work at a Walmart distribution center. No, I'm going to fucking go be a part of a useless convoy that was useless from the start. Or no, I'm going to stand on an overpass in Pennsylvania with my children. There's five-year-old children I saw who, instead of being in school, like what these people are preaching about should happen, no, we got to join mom and daddy on the overpass and wave our American flags at the truck drivers on a goddamn Thursday morning. They're going against the road. I mean, I, how are they, how are they going against, I, I just, I don't agree with Kids in school and instead yeah, dude, of you, you, a fucking bridge, <laughs> waving a flag, go to work. Right, and for two years their kids couldn't go to school. And, and, and they, they couldn't go somewhere because they didn't want to wear a mask or they didn't want to get vaccinated or they didn't want to do something. And they, their liberties were destroyed. And you know what? You And, and it may be trivial. You, people may say it's okay. You know what? It's wearing a mask is easy and doing this is easy. Well, how about this? How about government overreach? You think it's going to stop there? You think they're going to stop with this? 
It, 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 you, when people say this is a test run for the future, you you could call that a conspiracy all you want, but it absolutely is. I mean, I look at it this way. It, they, this, that, the problem with that convoy is not what they did. It's they timed it wrong. They they hit it when everything was already being all the all the restrictions were being pulled back while they were planning it and it got timed wrong. If they did that convoy a year before, you would have sought a lot more support, it would have got a lot more press, and it would have been a lot bigger deal. The problem was is they, they did it at the wrong time. And you I mean you're talking about the people wanting the government to fund everything and people be handed everything. Then they're going to go out there. The government funds nothing. The government takes our money and funds things. You're right. But here's what kills me then. Then they're going to go out there and go, I'm not willing to keep the supply chain rolling, but start a GoFundMe for me so I could go pay my bills at home. No. Get up off your ass. Go back to fucking work. Earn your fucking money. Okay? Like I do. Let me ask you this. At what point do you take a stand? At what point do you take? What point do you protest? Protesting is you to protest, to really protest peacefully, by the way, you're going to have to make some sacrifice. Are you not? Yeah, a little bit. But it's not a peaceful protest when you're shutting down a major interstate in the United States, you know, in the in the nation's capital. I I mean, come on. I mean, what big what big thing? I mean, you're making a way bigger deal about this. The freedom convoy in the U.S. than it ever was. Nothing major came out of that at all. No, but the thing I don't even is, know why we're talking about it right now. I mean, even even like five years ago, before and the one in Canada is a totally different, you, a totally how, different deal. Do you know how many are? There's a thing called Black Smoke Matters on the fucking YouTube. It's a fucking trucking YouTuber thing. Do you know how many times they've said we're gonna go shut it down? We're gonna go down I-95, trap up 95 in D.C. and shut it down. Yeah, and, and there's video of these fucking old ass country men. You know what's funny? All the people it's I saw interviewed about the trucker they don't sound like that, but go ahead. Yeah, well, what kills me is they 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 get arrested. Okay, these idiots who do go up there and try to shut shut it down. We're gonna shut it down. Get Fox News out here. We're shutting it down. But get they 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 get arrested. They get their truck towed. They get their CDL taken away, and then their bitch. They took away my livelihood. Well, go out there and earn your fucking money instead of bi- using your fucking big rig to politic. There's a truck driver in the Northeast, was in New York, who just won a damn Senate seat or st- state Senate seat. Who was it? You know who it is, what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was in New Jersey. <laughs> and guess what? None of the truck drivers respect his ass right now. Why? Because he's part of the fucking machine. He's just another sheep in the machine. So nobody. I mean, I mean, how would they even know that yet? The guy's been in office for six months, and he's <laughs> he's 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 a state senator. Yeah, I mean, it just. I mean, what do you mean? It, like, like you, <laughs> the, the whole the whole point of, the whole point of that is is so that these people replace career politicians. And if you listen to most of them, which most people don't, because they think like you are saying right now, like, oh, once you get elected to office, you're a politician. But let's talk about somebody like Ian Smith, who's also from New Jersey, gym owner, arrested a million times, kept his gym open, finally got his gym license back. Congratulations to him. He's running. He's running for Congress. What did he say? What is his big running points? I am only going to run for one or two terms because nobody should be in D.C. for that long. So we could self-impose term limits. You got to listen to what people are actually saying. You're, you're right. And about you can't just no- down on people. 
this is the problem. Why won't good people run? Because of what you just said. Oh, he's a truck driver, but he became a politician, so he's, now he's not one of us. But why don't you go look at the way he votes? Why don't you go look at what policy he puts forth? Why don't you give the guy a chance to maybe do something? But instead, we're going to say, oh, why would he do that? Just get behind your truck and go drive again. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, these truck drivers are out here. These hardcore Republican truck drivers are out here going, we want change. But when something gives them the opportunity to change, when somebody tries to change it within the system, they get their back turned on them. I think it's cool that the guys ran, and I think it's cool that he holds office. My thing is, six months is not long enough. Show me something. Show me what you're going to do for the in industry in your state. Because New Jersey's fucked up when it comes to trucking. Of course it is. We were talking about one guy who got elected in November, took office in January. It's it's fucking April. <laughs> and I'm so I mean, what like I, I mean, all the all the you need this is, this is the thing. These changes will not happen overnight. No. But what you need to do instead of downing on this one guy, how about we encourage more people like him to do exactly. the same thing he did? I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But I'm just telling you right now how how fucking. These truck drivers, they don't know what the fuck they want to begin with. So if we, li you know, if you get online and here it is, it's uh, it's what it's uh, ten thirty four p.m. on uh, April sixth, and we have the uh, spokesman for truck drivers here on uh, Cool. Truck. Oh, I'm not a spokesman. I'm just telling you what's wrong with the fucking. I mean, just everywhere I go to. Can, every can we get to my uh, my my uh, issue here oh, yet? Or go ahead. Go ahead. Can we move on because yeah, like like I told. I, I told you 16 minutes ago this was going to take forever, and here we are. Here we are. I mean, everybody listened. It was like AC was right. As soon as you said Trump, we we're going to go down this road. Here we go. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So now I'm going to call you on stuff that's actually important because of your uh, your trucker chronicles, your <laughs> cell phone videos, all this stuff you're doing. And I, I got to go to one particular, and I got to call you out on it. Because, dude, oh God, here we go. I, know, I know you're from the fucking South, and I get it. And I know you're not fucking Italian, and I get it. But you said he cooked spaghetti, and you're not even cooking fucking spaghetti. You're cooking rotinis. Rotini. Oh, it's God. not spaghetti. Specific about the the size and it's the shape of the pasta. Specific. It's very specific. Spaghetti is like a long stringy thing. You wrap you wrap around your fork with a little spoon and you eat it. And you're cooking rotinis. I'm cooking spaghetti with Italian sauce. Come on, bro. Spoon. Dude, do you not get the joke? <laughs> the I, joke? What, what, what the fucking joke? You're calling rotini spaghetti. Okay, I guess now that I ha I now, for AC's sake, in all my future videos, I will call the pasta by its proper shape. Just, listen, it if you want to use a general term for it, that's the thing. That's what you call it. You call it pasta, not spaghetti. I had spaghetti tonight, although I don't use a spoon to twirl it around my fork. <laughs> No, you take it. A lot of people do this. You oh, take this stupid. They put it spin around. I don't do it either. I have better <laughs> skills than that, but you can do that. My point being is, and not only that, if it's super thin, it's angel hair. Like all, all every every pasta has a name. You I can't know. just call it, spaghetti. it. It all tastes the same though to me. It's all made from the same ingredients and tastes oh, the same. Oh, oh, oh my god. All right. I went. I I I, I, I trying to be good. I thought this call out was going to go better, but it's a it's, major flop. 
This, this is this is like when I try to debate the fucking is, guys from CWF and just was like, this is gonna really piss AC off. You know, it's the fiftieth year, fiftieth anniversary of The Godfather. Yes. Tried to be good. I went and saw The Godfather in the movie theater this afternoon because they were playing yeah. it on the movie theater. I came home. I made spaghetti, actual spaghetti with in with uh with what you, what you Northerners yeah. call the gravy, gravy. <laughs> We'll go with it. Go ahead. It's fucking, it's fucking pasta sauce. Gravy is brown, and you put it over your mashed potatoes. That's not gravy. I don't call it gravy either. I call it sauce. But go ahead. It's sauce. I made that. Trying to be a, you know, I, you know, I'm doing better. <laughs> Somebody tip you off. I was gonna call you out about this. No, I feel like you're prepared. Because no. I was gonna bring up the Godfather. Oh, okay. <laughs> How you feel about it, because you're an Italian. You're from that part of the country where the Godfather takes place, the northeastern area. What are your thoughts on 50 years, man? Can't get away from this. This is one movie in history. Everybody talks about Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane can blow me. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. The second greatest Uh, movie of all time, The Godfather is. uh, Yeah. Um, It's tough because I also like the second one a lot. I do. Um, I don't like even though, even though I'm down on De Niro, uh, the the going back uh, to Vito's childhood through how he became Vito Corleone while his youngest son, who is his heir apparent, is building the empire now in Vegas, I thought was an awesome dynamic. So, um, Godfather one and two are kind of one and one a for me, uh, but dude, it, it's tremendous. Uh, Oh, I, here's one that's probably going to piss you off. I think Godfather Part Three is a way. Uh, it's underrated, man. People give that movie ba- a bad fucking. So here, I think I the like first it. hour. I think the first hour was great, and then I thought it fell off after that. And people want to bash bash uh, him for casting Sofia Coppola. He didn't really have much of a choice. Fucking Winona Ryder backed out of that movie just mere days. Yeah, before I, don't, fucking- I don't. I mean, I don't even know if that's. I, I just. That's. I think it got a lot of flat. I, I think it got a little flat when it went to Italy, personally. Um, oh, man, but that first weird. hour, just stuff with Andy Garcia and the reporter and the, uh, you know, the helicopter and they pull me back in. I, you know, the first half of that movie is really good. Here's the problem with that movie: you're putting it up against one and two if you if you was if you were to take that movie and not have it be about michael corleone and the corleone family and not have it be a godfather movie i think people would actually like it more i think the problem is you're putting it up up against two of the greatest movies ever made what do you what do you think about them rebranding a couple of um rebranded it as the Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone or whatever. It's no longer called Godfather Part 3. Yeah, um, I don't know. Polish a turd, it's still a turd. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Even though I like the movie. I mean, have you you ever seen the kind of, uh, the the chronological version? Chronological, where there's a lot of added scenes in that, too. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of uh, deleted scenes from Godfather Part 1 that they should totally pull a Lord of the fucking Rings and do, like, an eight-hour... Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's what I want. They they did it with freaking how many of the Star Wars movies? I think, I think, I think, I think two. 
honestly, like, I think my appreciation, like, I've always, don't get me wrong, don't take this the wrong way. I've always loved The Godfather. And obviously, it's always appreciated. But my appreciation now is greater because they don't really make a lot of good movies anymore. Like, they might make an entertaining movie or a fun movie, and you might get some really good shows or whatever. But a movie like that, I mean, that's, uh, you know. There has not been a movie that's going to stick around like that since probably, I'll go ahead and say it, The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger's. Yeah, I, I mean, it, that's a good movie. I'm, I don't know if I'm putting it on that level, but it, I mean, it's I'm, well no, done. I'm not putting it on Godfather I, level, but as far as movies that will stick in my head. I think that, I think that, that three-movie series was really good. Um, and I think I if in the terms of comic book movies, Lightyear's better than most of them. I, I'm not really too crazy about the comic book movies, but those there's a lot of substance there, and I, I'm... Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm a big fan up. of Batman over a lot of superheroes, quote unquote, for a lot of reasons. But I'm gonna set you up here, and I want you to. Here we go. Mob movies, just mob movies. Godfather, part one, mm-hmm. or Goodfellas. Godfather one. Thank you, thank you. Goodfellas is overrated as fuck to me. Goodfellas is a very good movie. It's not Godfather it, one. It's not. It's very overrated. I love Goodfellas. Don't get me wrong, but. <laughs> Very good movie. It's not Godfather One. It's not. Uh, it's just not. And and it's interesting because I'm sitting here looking. I'm looking at the big screen and I'm seeing Pacino up there, and I'm sitting there going, "He's not in this movie very much." People make it all about him, but he's not in no. it all that much. No. Especially especially when you're talking about early on, because you got you got to remember too. Um, he wasn't in the business early on in the movie. Then he does he does the hit goes to Sicily and you get a little bit of that and it really becomes more about him in that last like 45 minutes that last hour yeah. it's because you know? he does the hit and throws the gun in that music dun, 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 dun. I'm like alright yeah. break by the time they did the whole musical interlude with the newspaper clips and that long fucking annoying thing with the damn ambulance coming and them lifting off into his room by the time I went took a piss got a refill of the drink got back in he's telling him that Michael is the one that shot Salazar <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you know the thing the thing is like you don't you you don't really get like you said you don't get a lot of Michael until after Santino at the toll booth yeah. And then Vito goes before the, you know, the board there, if, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. and is basically saying, like, I'm going to bring my son back. And if he's about to get, if he gets struck by lightning or has a heart attack, I'm going to blame some people in this room. I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. <laughs> and for that, I do not forgive. Yeah. Well, that, that's actually pretty good. That I will not be the one to break the peace that we've made here today. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. I got to give you credit there. You, you, you nailed it. He reads the, he reads the funny papers. Uh. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting here oh, looking at that fucking kid, Anthony. He's cutting up the orange because he's going to do the trick with the orange peel in his yeah. And you hear Anthony go, give me an orange. And I'm like, you're a demanding little motherfucker, ain't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He could, it, it could becomes a priest. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> it, it, the thing is, when I look at Godfather Three, Sofia Coppola 
is actually hotter than Winona Ryder to me. Oh, 100%. 100%. Fucking, I think, I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't think Winona Ryder could have. Actually, Sofia Coppola has a striking similarity to one of my recent exes. And there might be a couple guys listening to this that might know where I'm going with that. Please don't take offense to this. And <laughs> getting recorded. Your daughter kind of looks like Sophia Coppola at that age. <laughs> I, I don't take any offense. <laughs> and I'm not trying I would, to. I, no, no, I would say like some, but I'm just probably saying, from some hey, profiles. Man, probably not wrong. The one, the one thing, if, if you know, pictures always tell a different story. The one, the one thing she, my daughter, because she has a fair amount of Irish blood in her, is actually very like fair skin. She doesn't have like the olive oil, like Italian skin. She's like, I like the Irish pale as fuck skin, but you don't really notice that in pictures right. as much. You and know, then, you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm looking at Pacino on that screen. And then the other day I watched another freaking classic. It's not Coppola's work, but it's, uh, Scorsese. I love the Irishman. Oh man. You see, you know, in that people say Pacino overacted and I'm like, nah, Pacino hasn't missed a fucking step. Honestly, honestly, I thought, I thought he was great. And I thought. Pesci was great, and I thought De Niro was eh. I mean, I, De Niro's typical De Niro, you know? The one, one thing I'll say about that movie, though, and the, it, it was very good. It was a little long. There was some downtime. And I agree with you about Pacino. But there's a couple scenes there where, like, you know, you know, I'll, I'll give you the perfect example where I'm going with this. The scene with De Niro after his kid gets hit by the grocery store owner, and he goes down to the grocery store, pulls him out, and starts stopping him in the road. Well, he's kicking him, and you can tell he's 70 years old, but he's really supposed to be, like, 27. And his facial features are, you know, CGI to look like he's 27. But when he's moving and the way he's kicking him, I'm like, he looks like a 70-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with the aging thing. That is is an issue with that. Um, But, again, Scorsese does great work. Irishman was good. Nowhere near what the work of. I, my favorite scene in that f- whole freaking movie, though, is with a guy who's putting on a top-notch Italian accent, and he's actually English. He's like, I'll apologize for what happened in the can when you apologize for being late. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, it's on. And they start going at it again. And just that whole scene right there with that meeting taking place is just yeah. freaking amazing. Yep, but, very good. Let's get Very to good. wrestling, shall we? We're here. We're 35. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, real quick before we move on. One of the underrated mobster movies was an HBO movie from back in the 90s called Gotti. And Armada <laughs> Santi played Johnny. Yes. And if you go, if you go back, uh Dominic Chinese, who plays Uncle Junior, who is also in The Godfather, uh, is in that movie. Um, a lot of the guys in the Sopranos are in that movie, but before they were in the Sopranos. If you if you take that Gotti movie up against the one that they recently made with Travolta, which is terrible, oh. awful, that Gotti movie is excellent. And the and the other one I'll give you to is the Bronx Tale. Yeah, if you haven't seen the Bronx Tale. That movie is tremendous. I I recently started watching The Sopranos because I really have not seen it, and I'm I'm it's 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 gonna be like Game of Thrones with me. I tried to watch Game of Thrones three different times. I get to the middle of season two, and I'm just like, oh, man, no, I can't do this. Right, with The Sopranos? 
The Sopranos I'm has been shocked. the first. I can't get through that first you season. You might be the first person that's ever told me that. I can't get through that first season, man. I don't know why. I'm surprised. I, I mean, I, I fucking like everybody who's in it. Love me some Gandolfini. The best James Gandolfini movie I've ever seen. The Last Castle. Him <laughs> and, <laughs> I knew you were going to Robert Redford. Him and I, Robert Redford. Is, <laughs> that movie is amazing. That movie's good. It is early, good. early fucking Mark Ruffalo. Very <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a very underrated movie. A lot of people haven't seen. Anyway, you, you want to get to the wrestling here? So, yeah. go ahead. What do you want to? I mean, with? like, dude, like, I I think we should just open with FTR because, uh, ROH pay per view, FTR versus the Briscoes, and then the main event of Dynamite tonight, an hour ago. There's no comparison. FTR versus the Young Bucks. Both matches were tremendous. Nah. Well, hold on. FTR versus the Briscoes was ten times fucking better than his. I don't know. Bucks. I don't know. I feel like your young buck hatred is coming through you. Yeah. I got friends of mine. I got I got friends of mine who are listening to this that hate the young bucks that totally agree with you. And all you guys think it because you hate the young bucks. I, I look at it this way. When again, and this only happens in young buck max, matches oh, on fucking dynamite with this bullshit referee. Oh, he missed the title hit. No, the referee's looking at him while he's hitting him with the fucking belt. And oh, because it's Rick Knox and the Young Bucks, it gets a pass. Bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm sick of it, man. I'm so sick of it. I thank God Cody left just, bullshit. Just, just, oh, oh. He went from the frying pan into the fucking fire. I mean, you know, he oh, must, right. <laughs> we'll get the we'll get the Cody. We'll get I got a lot to say about Cody. Um, and I, I, I'm going to try when we get there to separate the wrestler from the guy, but whatever, we'll get there. Um, this, this is FTR is on another level right now. They're the best tag team in the world. Yep. Agreed. This is the, this is the one thing about just set, we can move on to just separating the young bucks from the Briscoe thing, whatever. I get it. A lot of people don't like the young bucks. That's fine. I'm a fan. I get down on them too. Go through the archives. Go on Retromania. I've ripped them. I've loved them. I've ripped them. I've loved them. I've loved them for a long time. Then I ripped them. I get it. I go back and forth on it. It's really just, I don't think they're, I think they get a little stale week to week. I think they get a little goofy week to week. The one thing I'll say about the Young Bucks, aside from the fact that they're self-made, which is a fact, um, they are a big match team. FTR on on with Dynamite tonight. Boom. Let, cage match versus the Lucha Brothers. Boom. Tag team match right before everything shut down back in February 2020. Omega, Tesla Cowboy versus the Young Bucks. Everybody thought it was match of the year, especially since you had no crowd for the rest of the year. That match was great. They are a big match team. They've always have been. When you see When you see the Young Bucks too much, you don't like him as much. I know people. There are people that hate him and hate him all the time, and that's fine. I'm not here to convince. See, this is the thing. When I'm podcasting, I'm not here to convince you to think the way I do. I'm just giving you my opinion. If you want to listen to my show because you agree with my opinion, great. If you want to listen to my show because you want to shit on me because you think my opinion sucks, great. That's fine. I'm not here to change your opinion. I'm just giving you mine. I, I get. I get some of the criticism, but I also think that. On a night like tonight, where they deserve praise, 
we're going to find one little thing to be like, oh, and I guarantee you there are people out there right now that will tell you that that match was only good because of FTR, which to me is bullshit. That that is, I'll, I'll, it takes it takes two to tango. You got to, well, in this case, four. You know, I will I will say well, that, two teams to tango. There you go. Yeah, any pro wrestling match when sit there and go, oh, like like fucking uh, hell, I'll even say Julia the Julia Hart match tonight. Fucking Sheeta fucking absolutely carried her. But you still need that other person in the ring. She can't go out right, there. And, right. and Julia. Well, I mean, but you're also in that in that sense, you're also talking about someone who's been a multi-time AEW women's champ. She does on one level. And then the Julia she's a kid that she's she's not even ready for that they spot. Go, they need to go ahead and pull the trigger with this thing and just have her fucking join Malachi Black and them. I, I think <laughs> is it's that, all, is that why she's still wearing the eye patch? Yeah, I, I honestly think that this is the problem with, with again Tony Khan. Is that he likes to slow milk things, but the problem is, is that by the time he pulls the trigger, it's like maybe it's already too, safe. Too, some, too, too, maybe sometimes too slow of a burn. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily love rushing either, but I get it. There's, there's, you got to find that happy medium. Um. So I mean, mania. F- FTR is on fire. I mean, I agree yeah. with you right there, man. FTR. I, mean, I just wanted to go there because it was just it's fresh on our minds, and I and thought the match was great. I, I thought overall, I thought um, I thought it was a really good dynamite overall. Um, I think AEW just kind of doing their thing and going along. They were kind of added a spotlight over the weekend, which is fine. Now, um, I will say that my uh, my niece was here cutting because she's going to cosmetology school, so. Uh, she was cutting my wife's hair tonight, mm-hmm. and she brung over her fiance, and I just turned on AEW, and not one. Fu- he was sitting there looking at it, but not one fucking reaction, not one fucking question. He didn't ask me, "Hey, who's that? Who's that? Hey, that looks cool." Out. He could give two shits about what was going on on Dynamite tonight. Is he a wrestling fan? No, it doesn't. But the problem is, though, man. The, the goal of professional wrestling should be to hook those people. He The goal of professional wrestling... Yeah, if you don't care about it, though, like... He to, hey, get those people that don't care to care, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I mean, that's a... I, I, don't, I don't know if that's a reflection on the work they're that, doing, that, though. That what, kills, what kills me, though, is that, you know, it's it, that mean that what that tells me is, is that you could put... AEW. I've also worn an AEW shirt walking around, and people are like, oh, yeah, AEW. Yeah. I mean, what watch does it. that mean? They already got them. They already got them. They're going to watch... They're like us. Yeah, but maybe they got them because of that because of that reason, though. <laughs> they're going to watch... You, you honestly think they got it because they're flipping through channels on a Wednesday night and go, oh, what's this? No. Probably not, but what wrestling company is getting... Like, listen... We're we're not in that world anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're more you're more than likely to have somebody stumble across a segment on YouTube and now, watch your show because of that than to stumble asked, across. Who the hell flits through channels anymore? You know what he asked me though? Do you watch any UFC? <laughs> I'm like, well, there, well, there you go. I'm like, what? The boring ass shit where they circle each other and hope to God they get lucky. I mean, that's exactly what I told him. Because oh, like God. to me, to me, UFC, there's no. It, it's it's. I mean, you you just don't even want to get to WrestleMania. Well, I'm gonna have me argue with you about everything tonight, don't you? <laughs> WrestleMania, night one. Um, no. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What 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 are your what was your let's just, let's do an overall take on it before we go to like specifics. What was your overall take? Two nights, 
Hall of Fame, the weekend, blah, blah, blah. The weekend of overall? Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's face it. WrestleMania is not a night anymore. And no. it's not even just a two-night yeah. show. It is a wrestling celebration for a weekend. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a week, honestly. You go from Raw from the Raw before to the damn Raw after, pretty much. Yeah, pretty uh, close, yeah. I overall I there were some some surprises. I, I'll say this. I was surprised. It could have been a lot worse. I'll just put it that way. It was better than I thought it would be. Way better than I thought it would be. They got to find something to do with that stand and deliver show because nobody watched that motherfucker. <laughs> but what, was that the uh, XW or the NXT yeah, show? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and everybody's down on NXT right now. I mean, it, it. Well, I mean, yeah. But anyway, Hunter. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, at least, listen. I it was. I thought. I thought overall, like a great celebration of wrestling, of course. Uh, you know, ROH, I'll give TK credit. I thought it was one of the better ROH pay-per-views in a long time. I'll tell you something else about that pay-per-view. That was the match. Pro- that was, that was show of the weekend to me. The production was second to none, especially compared to what you normally get from ROH. Uh, it was, it was clear. You didn't have any of those like breakups. I thought, I, 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 I mean, I thought the level was raised already in just a short amount of time. We'll see what they do with it. Um, you know, there's a couple things I could critique, like, um, you know, if you're out there complaining to, I'm just going to throw this out. If you're out there complaining that the AEW guys won all the titles, I mean, duh, <laughs> what do you want him to do? Put him on guys that he may lose. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I hope Josh Woods comes back and kicks Wheeler Yuta's ass. I really do. I like Josh Woods a hell of a lot better than I like Wheeler Yuta. But the bottom line is you got to get these people on their contract or it's not going to work. Um, here's the, here's the thing, AC. The thing people need to realize with Ring of Honor the way it is now, down that Tony Khan's bought it. Tony Khan just saw like a, he's like a dog chasing a car, and now that he's fucking caught it, he has no idea what the fuck he's doing with it. I so, mean, do we know so, that though? Everybody asking Tony. Wait, Khan, do you think you don't think he has a plan? Oh, he's got a plan, but the problem is right now, Tony Khan. When people go, Tony Khan, what's next? And he looks at them and goes, I don't know. I truly believe it right now at this moment. Well, oh, at this second. I agree with you. He probably doesn't know. You have to have a roster. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I won't even say he has plans. He has ideas. But, but a- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. But, if Tony Khan doesn't buy Ring of Honor, that show would have been canceled because they couldn't sell a fucking ticket. So 200 tickets. Yeah. And then Tony Khan bought it. And they said, oh, Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. And he sold the fucking show out in like two hours. So... Mm-hmm. The FTR and the Briscoes sold that show out. <laughs> well, that, well, right. Yeah, but that match doesn't happen without Tony Khan buying the... No, you're you know right. what I'm saying? You know, but the thing is, I mean, the women's title, I, I'm so sick of fucking seeing the same fucking women vying for the same fucking... I'm so sick of hearing Deanna Perrazzo's name. I think she's great. I love she her. She is great, but I barely fucking see her because I don't watch Impact. Okay. Willow so you don't Knight- you don't want to see her defend? I would have rather seen Willow Nightingale win that fucking match because I'm a huge. I mean, a I'm biased because I'm a huge Willow Nightingale fan. But how about give somebody new a fucking chance? You know, could it have hurt to have Julia Hart beat fucking Hikaru fucking stupid Sheeta tonight that we've seen twenty fucking times in a row already? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah but do you, are you really putting Julia Hart in that spot yet? 
Yes. Like, are you? How Why? How Based are, on what, though? But the thing is, though, dude, how do you expect Based on people, what? How do you expect these people to get over if you won't give them a fucking chance and give them a good win every now and then? I mean, I to be honest with you, I wouldn't even have her in the match. That would be. I, I don't. I don't think she's ready for any of that. <laughs> now, the part where she looked at them and was like, "No, get the fuck out of here!" to the varsity bonds. I'm like, "Holy shit, she's showing some attitude." The problem is that's where it stopped. <laughs> yeah. After that, she was the same fucking Julia Hart, and I'm just like, "No, no, no, no." Now, if she would have fucking came out, and all of a sudden she splits the bl- spits the black mist into fucking her car Sheeta and gets the one, two, three. There you got some. Well, that'd be, I mean, that'd be a different story, but I, I don't even know if she's ready for that spot, oh, to be man. honest with you. thing is, dude, dude, how are you ever going to be, who, how are you, deter- what determines how someone, that's the whole problem I have with this business. They're not ready. They're not ready. How the fuck are we supposed to, okay? When- what, 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 give me one performance she's had that will tell you she's ready. Why, why, why can't, why can't the performance dictate it? We haven't even seen enough of a performance of her. I'll be honest, a few weeks back when she was just sitting on the fucking ring steps in that trance look, I'm like, man, she's got something. She's really got something. Dude. It's- okay. So you lay Julie. This no, dude, come on. Come on. You, yeah. At some point, when does it get when does it get earned? Well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how about you prefer how about you get seven spots on TV and you prove all seven times? That we need to give you an eighth. Or after the fifth one, you prove you deserve the sixth. Or prove you deserve a seventh. Or, the, or should we just put you on TV and give you a win? If that's the case, fucking half the fucking AEW roster doesn't deserve the spots they're in. Based on what? Based If you're basing it on all, how many Who, times? Give me, give me somebody. Darby Allen? You know, no. he didn't earn it? I'll tell you. MJF? Right MJF I mean, hardly ever on fucking TV. He's <laughs> on every week. Now is there was a good for, before for how dude whoa whoa hold on MJF's been in a major fucking program on at AEW for three years. I'm trying to sit here and think what there was a good long stretch where he wasn't on TV at all. When before he I, started vying for the fucking um oh man it was before the whole punk program. He wasn't it, dude MJ, Dude, come on. MJF's been on almost every fucking dynamite. Where where are you where have you been? <laughs> Lately, yeah. Well, there's been no fucking extended absence for MJF. I'll say that there was a I want to say that there was a good whole like during the whole pinnacle thing where he rarely was on fucking TV. Uh I don't I mean I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe some tweet me at AC Cooldown. Am I wrong or is that bullshit? <laughs> I'll call it bullshit on that one, bro. I do not remember an extended absence for MJF. You're just you're sitting here trying to come up with some grand criteria of when somebody's ready to be put in front of us, and it's just like there is no sentence. No, there is a criteria. When you go, you perform, and the crowd the crowd put cheers you and wants to see you, and your segments get rating, and people buy your merch, and all this other crap. What your criteria is? I just I'm just this is. This is the same shit that all you guys bitch about with Vince. Vince decides who I should choose, who I should root for. So now you're telling me you want Tony Khan to decide who you should no, root for. No, but what I'm saying is, is that if you're going to have a story, she's... Why, why, why do they need to win? The, my point being is, 
Why do why I, I and I you know what this whole thing about wins? It's it's fucking wrestling. It's a performance. Exactly. Story. And exactly. wins should not matter. Yeah. Yes. There are times where people need to win, and there are times when they need to have a winning streak, and there are times where they should hold the title for a goddamn long time, like Roman Reigns. I get it, and I'm not discrediting any of that. But for somebody like Julia Hart, why does she need to beat Sheeta to get over? Why can't she just stand out in the match against Sheeta to the point where the crowd says, the ratings say, the 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 tweets say, the all the metrics they could use. They have millions of metrics they could use now. They all say, we need to see Julia Hart again, win, lose, or draw, because we think she's really good. Kind of like the Ass Boys, uh, the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name's kids there? They're starting to get over. They're not winning matches, but they're starting to cause reaction oh, to the okay. crowd. The whole reason why they got over and why they're where they're at right now is not because of what they're doing. It's fucking Danhausen, dude. <laughs> Let's be honest. Danhausen <laughs> on his fucking YouTube I, blog calling them ass boys got them over. Bottom line. I don't think it's just I don't think it's just that. They have a look, they can work, they have a pedigree with their father. And, and okay, so you got something like that that helps them. Okay, fine. That's not the only reason. And 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 they're not even being put into a big time uh AEW spot yet. People are hope they'll get there. Let's see if they make it there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you like oh I to get Julia Hart over, she needs to beat Sheeta tonight. Come on. That's not reasonable. I'm not saying to get over, but I'm saying give us something fucking different. From the second they announced that match, I'm like, oh, God, Julia's doing the job again. And and, and, and anybody who's watched AEW knows somebody like her or or even even the Varsity Blondes while they're coming up or Bear Bear City or whoever else. (laughs) All these other assholes that come up. They they're gonna lose some fucking matches going in. That's this is not like an old. This is not like changing up the game either. By the way, like you know what I'm saying. Like is it this what's like everybody? Oh, they gotta win every match. I need everybody to be over. I have this dude. I had this fight with my boys the other two weeks ago about Wardlow when he when he lost quote unquote the match to Scorpio Sky who just won the title. Who everybody's screaming about. AEW does nothing with Scorpio Sky. They finally do something with Scorpio Sky. They put a title on him. They got this thing with Lambert. They're, they're starting to push Scorpio Sky. But then everybody loves Wardlow. So Wardlow comes along. And we can't have Wardlow lose to Scorpio Sky. Well, let's see. Wardlow lost to Scorpio Sky. Why? Because it was like one on seven. So is that really not protecting Wardlow? Well, Wardlow can't lose. Why? Wardlow's lost. All the big matches he's ever wrestled. He lost to Cody. He lost to Punk. He lost to Jericho. He lost to all these guys. So why do we now have to protect Wardlow's record? Why can't Wardlow just have a great match with Scorpio Sky? The heels cheat. He loses. The biggest takeaway I had out of that match was when he had MJF in between his legs ready for a powerbomb. The fucking crowd was going insane. That's the takeaway I got out of that is that people wanted to see Wardlow Kick MJF's ass. That's his future. His future is not winning 500 matches in a row because he's he hasn't even done that. He lost to CM Punk less than two months ago. You know what I'm saying? It's like this win loss thing. Like oh, if if they lost, 
they're buried. If they lost to this one, they're buried. I don't believe that. Let's watch. Let's see what happens. Let's let the story play out. Let's let things happen. Then you have cases where they treat certain people. It really pissed me off from a fan's point of view. Because here's a woman who proved herself on the indies. She did what little bit of time she was in NXT. She proved herself there to prove that she can have good matches. Her gimmick that she had before AEW could totally get over today. And when she popped up on the screen, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago. Tony Storm? No, not Tony Storm. I'm talking about Leva Bates. You got a woman sitting there on your roster since day fucking one. And you give her a librarian gimmick when she yeah. cosplays, she can fucking work. But yet, oh no, we got to look at a Karushita, or we got to look at fucking Riho, or we got to look at that one Chinese lady or Japanese lady who comes out doing the fucking. Um, I mean, but I mean, right now, how often are those guys? Are they getting like big spots? Like, I mean, Jade Carhill's a champion, right? Uh, thing is. The problem I have is, is that we're sitting here fucking, you know. Dude, dude I, I, I mean, the, these are little things you're focusing on. I got to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I, the, dude, when I watch AEW, the last thing on my mind is leave a base. I got to be honest. But, I, but I, here's the thing, though. That, exactly. But that's my point. You have no one. I'm, I'm looking at this going. No wonder fucking Cody left when all these other guys come in. They don't know how to use the people that they had originally. They don't know how to people get over the people that they had originally. Tony, Tony Khan just sees a new toy. You know, some of Joe. I mean, did, I mean, maybe those people didn't do enough to get over themselves either. Do we? Yeah, uh, at what point do we? At what point do we start? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. There was a lot of opportunity, and certain people seized it, and other people didn't. Yeah, they and did. now and now you have bigger names there. I mean, what like they like, fucking, you know they they fucking put Leva Bates with Peter fucking Avalon, and they still stick her with the fucking librarian gimmick, even though Avalon does not do that gimmick anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't sense this is a big this is not a big deal for it's me. It's not a big deal to you, but the problem is though, man, there's one. I've, ne- I've never heard one wrestling fan say. God, God, oh, I'm sorry. I've just heard one. You're the first, I'll say this. You're the first wrestling fan that's ever said to me, God damn it, AEW did nothing with Leva Bates. I mean, usually it's like, why It's why the fuck am I watching Orange Cassidy or, you know, I hate Adam Cole now. All these people who fucking sucked Adam Cole's dick when he was in it. They hated Adam Cole when he was in ROH. He can't, oh, Adam Cole, he's not shit. He comes, he comes to NXT, main events like 47 takeovers in a row. They think he's the, sh- the the cat's ass. He shows up in AEW, and I get I get it. He his his initial run with Orange Cassidy wasn't well. Well, Jungle Boy was good, and then it went to Orange Cassidy, which wasn't great. I get that, but now everybody oh Adam Cole saw Adam Cole's a midget. Adam Cole can't slam anybody. Adam Cole doesn't try hard. Adam Cole's this. Adam Cole's that. Oh come on, shut the fuck up. Listen, he's been he's been in the company for net less than a year. Why does every guy got to get over five seconds after he gets to a company? Especially when you're bringing in guys like Danielson, Punk, <laughs> and who knows who's coming down the road here. You got Malachi, Malachi Black, this whole House of Black. This thing's just in the, the beginning stages. Who knows what's going to happen? Do you have any Miro is I don't know. He's taking a sabbatical. I don't know what's going on with him. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But 
like, like, come on. Not every guy is going to be over at once. AEW made a decision to put the title on Hangman Page, right? I don't think it's been that great. Nobody I know thinks it's been that great. But he also, heading into COVID times where there was no fans, was white hot. If, if COVID doesn't happen and at double or nothing, May 2020, Hangman Page becomes champion, everybody would have fucking loved it. They're all oh, Hangman, he's the greatest, blah, blah, blah. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of this shit is just people, you know, like, changing their opinions on people. Maybe they get into a bad program that doesn't help them. I get that. But there's there's a lot of top-level guys in AEW that are doing really good things right now. Plus, if you look at who's carrying their titles, just about every guy that has a title in, in, in AEW never held a major title anywhere else. No. Or maybe it was like an ROH. So... Like, they're kind of doing their thing. I mean, listen, here's the other thing. They at least put on a watchable show every week. Because I'll tell you this, we, you know, we haven't really gotten to the Mania yet. Forget Mania for a second. Monday Night Raw this week, and I, I know, listen, my friends, there's friends of mine out there that differ with me, which is totally fine. We don't need to agree on anything. But Monday Night Raw was fucking trash on Monday. It I'm was. sorry. I'm it just going to say, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to keep it real. Monday Night Raw was trash. You could be excited about WrestleMania and Austin coming back and mouse traps and and getting Vince getting stunned and Roman winning two titles and all this other and some of the good stuff they did and they did do some fun stuff they did some trash stuff Logan Paul the Miz I get it good but Monday Night Raw on Monday was garbage the matches sucked they were they were basically they weren't rematches from WrestleMania because what they did is they took like three and four team matches and just said, oh, we're going to take two teams from each match and put them one-on-one -on -one against each other. And it, most of the promos suck. The Elias thing is fucking, I mean, although a little funny, I'll give them that. It's stupid, okay? We, we'll, we'll get into Cody. We'll get into Cody. All right, and let's, I, and the whole reason I watched the whole damn show was to see Roman Reigns. And yes, Roman raised the two belts and proved that his arm's not that injured, although you can tell it's injured a little bit. Heyman cuts half the promo, and then Roman says, hey, we'll see you on SmackDown. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Vince. Thank you. I'm so happy. Guess what? I'm going to watch Roman's promo on fucking YouTube like I do every other week, and you're not suckering me into watching SmackDown because your product sucks. I feel laughing my ass off because I'm sitting there going, think of how many people, like myself, tuned in. Stayed up the whole fucking show. <laughs> and he goes, I'll see you on SmackDown. Now, kudos to him. And yeah, I get what he was well, doing. And I get what Vince was doing. But fuck either, you. Nothing's going to happen on SmackDown either. And if I'm USA Network, because there's been this whole thing about USA <laughs> versus Fox. The, the, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. People. the executives and everything else. If I'm the Peacock people. I'm shrugging it off going, oh, well, because at least we got their network. <laughs> they plug dude, up on Fridays. <laughs> dude, dude, honestly, I got I, I got to be honest. Overall, I'll say WrestleMania, the two nights, I'll, I'll just I'll condense them into one show. What was probably better than I thought it would be. But my expectations, this is the thing. And, and this is where I go. My, my whole degrees of bad thing I started years ago. This, this is where it works. Because the reason why everybody thinks this wasn't that bad is because you expected it to suck. Every one of you out there expected WrestleMania to suck. Even the biggest, 
most happy WWE fanboy thought WrestleMania was going to suck. And I'll tell you this right now. They did two nights, nine hours, whatever the fuck it was. You take the good half and you have one show. And you take that second half and you make it one show. And it was the most piss poor excuse for a wrestling show I've ever seen in my fucking life. Okay? So Vince isn't, like, regaining any ground here. Sorry. I, I get it. it. There was things that were fun. You're excited. But overall, the product sucks. On night one night one of Mania, because you know Meltzer's got to say Pat there. McAfee was the greatest wrestler of the weekend. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, hold on, hold on. Night one, because you know Meltzer's got a stopwatch out. I think they said there was less than an hour and a half or two hours, less than two hours of wrestling on a four hour. <laughs> He's probably not wrong about out that. Of, okay, you look at the eight hours of wrestling, eight hours of WrestleMania that we got. Well, I mean, you had two Undertaker entrances. That's an hour right there. Uh, that kind of pissed me off. I love me some Undertaker, and I know how you feel about him. But did you really need to see him out again? Okay, all, right, all right, all right, all right. So since since it came up, Preacher, I, I, no, no, I want I wanted to bring this up. Tony Robbins Taker. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, listen, I I've been the past. In the past, I've been tough on The Undertaker. The elderly version of The Undertaker, we'll call it. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I was sick of seeing The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't get the nostalgia shit with The Undertaker. And I, I, I probably still don't. But when I look at what we have now in wrestling, and I think back, and although I don't put The Undertaker's career where I put Austin, Rock, Cena, Flair, Hogan, blah, 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 because of titles and everything else. As far as Edward said something, the, the night I was ranting about Undertaker yeah. was that mess, what, what was that, 33? That, when, night, when, that night we went to 4 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, with Rick. And yep. I was, and I, I said he wasn't a one percenter, and everybody fucking got pissed at me. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I'm, I'm gonna walk that back a little. I, I am. I, I'm actually. I'm gonna eat a little crow. And I'm gonna walk that back a little. And here's the reason. And this, this shout out Edwards because Edwards said something that night that's always stuck with me. He is the greatest character in the history of pro wrestling. Yep. And when I look back on it, and I reflect on the Undertaker, he's 100 percent correct about that. He's the godfather of pro wrestling. And and here and and the thing is, I don't know that I'm putting him over Austin Rock, blah 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 blah, uh, Hogan Flair. I don't know if I'm putting him over there, I, but I'm 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 willing to now put him in the group, and in a sense that I, I don't know that I need to see the Undertaker at WrestleMania again, but when I watch what we have now. And I look, I look at wrestling as a whole, and I look at the guys I'm kind of gravitating to. You're begging for Taker at this point. I, yeah, I'm begging for someone who actually can like to go make you believe that fantasy's real. You know what I'm saying? And the Undertaker made you believe fantasy's real, and I think that I did not give him enough credit for that. So I am now, like I did with Punk, I'm going to walk back a little bit what I said about the Undertakers. I think I was somewhat wrong. Although, I don't think they needed to carry him all these WrestleManias over. No. I'm going to say this. I, I, here, here's my thing. I think it's the Mickey Mantle thing. Yeah. I think it's the He's the, the boxer who has, like, Roy Jones Jr., five fights too many. 
um, Chuck Liddell, same thing. Like, I want to see Chuck Liddell, Roy Jones Jr., Mickey Mantle, you know, uh, Peyton Manning. I want to see them at their best. When Undertaker, when you're at your best, that's that's what I want to remember you as. I don't want to see you old, broken down, right. taking away from your legacy. And I don't know that I ever, I don't know that I um, said it the right way back then. And I maybe went too hard on The Undertaker because of that. So I'm going to walk it back a little. Here's why Taker holds a special place in my heart. And I would, I will say right now, as far as drawing ability, maybe even wrestling ability and longevity, Stone Cold Steve Austin is without a doubt probably the greatest freaking person in to to play it from a wrestling perspective, a business perspective. To me, he was the greatest. He outdrew fucking Hogan. He outdrew them all, you know? But For that period. Yeah. yeah. But and, and well, he proved on fucking Saturday that he could still fucking do it if he really wanted to. Let's just say I, that. I, whoa, 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 whoa. He proved that he could definitely draw, and everybody still fucking loves him. I get that, but he's not—he's not week in, week out fucking material. No, like, no, he's—he's he's not right. like. I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. But for somebody who could step up and do that one match a year, like the Undertaker did, which is what uh, WrestleMania has become, yeah, because without uh, those nostalgia pops, they got nothing. Austin could probably be that guy now for at least the next few years if he really wanted to fucking do it. But he's pretty. I mean, I hope they don't go that route. Honestly, he maybe maybe route. here. You know, I'm not saying it should never be done again, but I, if you start doing it every year, it kind of gets like but stale. There like is, the Undertaker. I I told my wife. I kind of had tears in my eyes watching that Hall of Fame speech. Was it a cheesy Tony Robbins fucking motivational speaker, Ted Talk mixed with Jimmy Swaggart preacher? Yes. Okay. But from a personal standpoint, I'm not sitting here doing this podcast. I'm not watching wrestling. I wouldn't meet, I wouldn't have met you online. I wouldn't have met Jeff online. I would not have known my friend Robert Wells, Rick, whatever the case. Lord knows what the fuck I'd be doing right now if it was Pat not Crowley. If it was not for the Undertaker. Firehawk, my man. <laughs> Pat Crowley. Shout out Firehawk. Anyway. Shout out. Anyway. He's still out of the Joe White business. Thank God. Um, anyway. One of these it, days I, we'll get you guys on the air together. If it, I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> if it was not for the undertaker because i'm gonna i've shared this story before i'm six years old my fucking drunk of a father who is now clean and sober thank god turns on wrestling fox 35 richmond virginia sunday morning superstars and the ultimate warrior is on the fucking funeral parlor bearer and all of a sudden taker comes out of one of the prop coffins attacks warrior throws him in the fucking coffin shuts it he's straining you know quote-unquote struggling to shut it and he finally gets it closed and taker paul bearer holds up the key oh yes and he fucking locks the casket <laughs> and they walk off and oh here come the fucking agents you got pat Gorilla and fucking both of the hebner brothers and renee goulet and 
all these motherfuckers trying to get this casket open. They're sitting there with crowbars, and finally <laughs> one of them fucking goes and gets the fucking, I remember it well. fucking sawzall, and then they're sitting there going, how are we going to plug it in? They're both sitting there with two fucking birds <laughs> it up, and they got to go run an extension cord. Me, Macho Man, and Piper, and Vince are all on the fucking commentary. Piper and Macho are losing their shit. Yeah. If it's not for that angle, <laughs> I don't, I mean, that's the very, it wasn't a match. If it wasn't for that fucking angle, I would not be sitting here right now. So that's why the Undertaker. Oh, well, they opened the casket. He was all tore up on yeah. the inside. Well, yeah. no, he's sitting there all, all like, oh my. And then fucking Piper's like, oh my God. <laughs> you know? no, I, I, I remember that vividly. I mean, it's one of, it's that's not, one of those wrestling memories. If you saw it, it just never goes imagine away. Imagine being six years old. You've never seen that. That, that was, that was, you oh know. My God, that shit's real. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Marty going through the window. That's Piper yeah. with the coconut. You know, that's, that's just one of those moments. That yeah, absolutely. Cool. From then on out, Undertaker was one of my guys, if not my guy. There so go. there's a little bit of, you know, my heart breaks a little bit when I see him fucking limping around and talking about, you know, that that whole last ride. Never say never. Oh, man. I was like, please just say never. I'm walking it back. Don't make me go hard. Don't be hard in the pain again. <laughs> Fucking, you know, my my fucking, I get sentimental when I talk about Taker, and I don't like seeing him just limping around doing that shit. But that last ride documentary is one of the greatest fucking things ever to me. I love that documentary. Yeah. I still can go back and watch that thing. You know, I mean, it's the Undertaker just holds a place. But did we need to see him again on night two? No, we did not do need to do that because here yeah, we. I don't go think they. I don't think they needed. I thought it was overkill. We have fucking... Honestly, what I would have done is gave night one a breather and done the Hall of Fame people on night two. Well, no, not only that. It's, it's that we're scrambling around backstage so much that fucking we cut Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus the New Day, and we bumped into night two because we fucking card out the Hall of Fame people. And then, night to, or then when they do get a match on night two, we can only give them a minute and 40 seconds because here comes The Undertaker limping his ass out here taking five fucking minutes. You know, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, it's... This I it, this is this is not well, well. Let me ask you a question: Is this not what WWE fan wants? Though I mean, I like I, I I'm I'm just, I, I'm just asking here because I hear how these shows are great, but there's not a lot of there's really not a lot of great wrestling on it. You know, all I hear is uh you know uh, moves and this this guy does this. I mean, I watch the matches on WWE shows I and I want they're not very good. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. So where, where are we going with this whole Let's, wrestling thing? Cody Rhodes versus Rollins was fucking amazing. Uh, I, I, it was a good match. I don't know if I call it amazing. I'll say Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens, based off what we got, was good. I fucking yeah, yeah for what it was, but it was done the way it should have been done—a hardcore yeah. match. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Um, I'll go as far as to say AJ versus Edge. The crowd was, was pretty good. It was fucking good. good, and the crowd deserved pretty to good. be. Pretty good. I, I actually was. I actually had high expectations. I, I thought that match would be I better, but I, it wasn't bad. I was not going in there expecting New Japan. Okay, I was going in there. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that either. But there was a lot of people out there that was expecting Edge versus well, Agent. Well, and let me ask you a question. And I and I'll ask them. I'll uh, ask them this question too. Again, at AC Cooldown Twitter. 
when has AJ wrestled in New Japan match since he left New Japan? Can yeah. somebody, ex- right yeah. somebody explain that to me? When has it happened? Because it hasn't happened in WWE. I'll tell you that right now. No, not at all. And let's just say, I'll say this right now. I'll tell you what, a lot of people haven't wrestled New Japan matches since they left New Japan. I mean, even Omega. Omega's wrestled one of them. And it was the one with Danielson, the time limit match. And yeah. that's the only one. Because you, I, I challenge anybody to find me another. But, I mean, let's let's talk about Kurt. Like, oh, this is a, a, a Tokyo Dome, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. None of these guys are doing what they did in the Tokyo Dome. You no. And if you don't like that, that's one thing. But the bottom put- line is it's not the same. I'm going to tell you right now, you put Edge in the Tokyo Dome and he's going to shit himself with the first fucking Larry at Suzuki. Nah, Edge, Edge is not the right guy to go over there. <laughs> oh, Edge ain't the right Listen, guy. Even Jericho, he, he, he did well and the matches were good and he created a huge buzz, uh, 100%. His buzz for New Japan was 10 times what it was for Mox. And that's just a fact. It's a proven fact. Jericho created way more buzz for New Japan than Moxie did. Um, but neither one of them is right for New Japan either. I want to hear what you think about Cody because we have not really talked. All right, let's get into Cody. Since Cody left fucking AEW, yeah. uh, he still doesn't want to talk about it because I don't. Hey, want to talk. Hold on. Yeah, he, he he says he doesn't want. He did five hundred interviews this week, and he said the same thing in all of them. It's an amicable split, but I'm not going to get into the dirty detail. I'm not going to fling I, dirt. He said a lot more than that. I don't know what interviews you were reading. He basically he, said he the talked same about, thing. He talked about a lot of things. He well, talked about a lot of things. The fact that he wasn't the main event anymore when he only really had only one one pay per view main event. That, it's his fault. Yeah, it's his own fault. Here, here, and here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna separate the, the. I'm gonna try. It's difficult, I know, and it, it may come across wrong, but let's, let's just say I'm gonna do my due diligence to try to separate Cody the wrestler from Cody the guy. And I was always a huge fan of both. And and this is not I'm AEW fanboy sour grapes because I've been down on Cody for a while and. It's very simple. Retromania Wrestling Podcast Network. Go on there. Go back into the archives. We talked about this a million times. Cody booked himself like shit in AEW. Yep. He should have never took himself out of the title picture five minutes after the company started. Hold on, I need to take a sip of water. Sorry. Allergies. He should have never taken himself out of that title picture, number one. Number two, things like the Agogo stuff. Bringing on, I got basically created a title for him, which is what the TNT title was. And he's got to bring all these guys off the street. Now, something good came out of it. You got Eddie Kingston, you got Ricky Starks. I get it. He he did talk about that stuff this week. He was he didn't plan on signing everybody he faced, but they ended up signing most of the guys. Whatever, whatever, whatever. The bottom line is when AEW started, I was in Indy Arenas. I heard the chance for Cody. I was at the first night of Dynamite. I heard the pop for Cody. He got the loudest pop of anybody in that company by a long shot. By a long shot. The reason he no longer is carte blanche, Mr. Love of AEW, is because of Cody. He booked himself as a mid-carder. He got treated as a mid-carder. He said all the right things. He latched himself on to Bullet Club, which is exactly what he did. He latched himself on to the hot thing. And we all thought he was doing it for the right reasons. 
Cody's latched himself on the Bullet Club because he sees self-made guys like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and get and and you know Adam Page to an extent too, and decides that I want to be around those guys, Flip Gordon, everybody else, Marty Skrull, whatever. I want to be around those guys. We're going to change the world. We're going to do it different. We don't need the machine. We're going to do a 10,000-seat arena when when everybody said we couldn't do it, including Meltzer, by the way, and they went and did it, and we're changing the world. We're changing the rest of our business. Then we meet Tony Khan. We're going to start this new company. We're going to do it different. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Blah, 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 blah. And what does Cody do? Cody books himself as a mid-carder. Cody takes himself out of the title picture. Cody worries about BLM shirts and all this other crap. And I'm sorry if you're cool with that stuff. That's fine. But there's no need to do it. He didn't have to do it. He decided to do it. Then what does Cody do? Cody goes on a game show. What do WWE stars that everybody gets pissed off about do? They go on game shows. And they start doing movies. And they start taking time off. So what does Cody do? The guy who doesn't want to be Mr. WWE anymore. The guy who took his sledgehammer to Triple H's to Triple H's, uh, you know, king chair. I, I don't want anything to do with that. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do everything that a WWE superstar does, which I'm not even one of those, and I'm going to go do the same thing. I'm going to go do a game show, and then I'm going to start a reality show with my wife, and then I'm going to parachute in and out, and when I decide I want to win the TNT title, I'm going to win it, and then I'll drop it when I decide to do that. Then when I start getting booed and I need to change it up a little, I'm going to cut all these promos and tell you I'm never cutting heel and I'm never doing this. Come to find out, I'm not even under contract anymore. And then what am I going to do? I am going to run back to the guy who put my dad in polka dots, who made my brother a drag queen, who when he couldn't get me over, put me in the as the gay brother of the drag queen as Stardust, who I apparently couldn't stand anymore and i'm gonna go back to wwe and what are these seventy thousand wwe fanboy morons gonna do i'm sorry to say it but you all hated cody when cody came to the indies and we cheered him you said oh cody sticks he couldn't make it at wwe and when cody went to new japan and joined the bullet club and when cody won won a title in impact and when cody won a title in roh who were the people cheering him on we were and you all said he stunk and now he goes to AEW, and you say he stinks. And then when AEW fan decides, you know what, Cody's really an asshole. He books himself like shit, and he decides he's going to do, do, do a freaking show, and he's going to do this other show, and he's going to leave wrestling, and now he's not going to recite his contract. He's going to go back to WWE, and then 70,000 people are going to be the product. The, Corey Graves, the prodigal son has returned. The guy who got away. It's Cody. We all love Cody. You're all, he's a fraud and you're all frauds. I'm sorry. I just want to say it didn't move me. I didn't care. I'm over Cody. The match is pretty good. I, I still, listen, if the guy does good wrestling and if the guy ha, it, it makes a run and makes a run for himself in WWE, that's fine. But then I got to look at him Monday night with the fake tears and the fake emotion. Oh, my daddy with the title, but he never really won it. So since I was eight years old, my goal was to win that title. Really? That was your goal. But that's why you went on Sunday at, in, a, in the fucking Bethany Town Hall in front of 300 people to wrestle Sammy Callahan when everybody loved you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he abandoned these people. Everybody can do whatever they want. They can take whatever professional road they want. But you also then can stand up to the scrutiny of it. And he's a fraud. Everything he stood for for the last six years was a lie. It's bullshit. He's a fraud. 
he could not get over an AEW, and he ran to the money in Vince. And that's exactly what he did. And all you WWE fanboys, you all fell for it. And when you boo him six months from now, I don't want to hear how Cody stinks. I want to hear how you took the big guy from AEW because you're all talking about it now. I want to hear that because guess what? You didn't take a big star from AEW. You took a mid-carter from AEW. You didn't take Punk. You didn't take Danielson. You didn't take Omega. You didn't take Jericho. You didn't take Moxley. You didn't take any of these guys. You didn't take Darby Allen. You didn't take Sammy Guevara. You didn't take any of those. Those are the stars of AEW, not Cody. Cody has not been a star of AEW in two years. So have fun. I Listen, It was. it's a great moment for WWE fan. Your prodigal son has returned. When he frauds you out, just know we told you so. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and I think I was the one that said it. When he first left and he wrote down that list, I was like, all right, cool. Then he attached himself with the Young Bucks and Omega. And I said then, the only reason why he's doing this is because he fucking knows this is going to get him relevancy. This is going to get him over. This is going to get him noticed by all the fucking independent marks and New Japan marks and ROH marks and all this. And guess what? It did. He was the flea on the dog. I said it then. He was the flea on the dog. And I also said when AEW and everything started and he was booking this way, I told Robert, my friend Robert Wells this. I was like, what did fucking Dustin tell fuck or what did Vince tell Dustin you can go back on that Dusty Rhodes DVD because Dusty Rhodes even said it what did Dustin Rhodes get told by Vince McMahon when he left for WCW the first time because Dustin Rhodes was with his father in WWE he said to Dustin I'll let you go down south I'll let your father get you over And then I'm going to steal you back. He let Cody leave. Cody Rhodes was the flea on the dog. He got himself a little bit over. Found himself a new fucking gimmick. And then he went back. And what is the first fucking move he does after he he goes on this long... Now, the match was good. He can work. What's the first thing he he fucking... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know where you're going. What's the first fucking thing he does in a WWE ring after the big interest? He does a fucking cartwheel and does stardust fucking thing. And then claims to wipe it away. Yeah, okay, Cody. Yeah, okay. No, you ain't wiping shit away. You'll be back wearing that fucking track. They <laughs> want you to be. Oh, you know. that. Listen, listen. Here's the thing, too. If Dustin went, Dustin's smart enough to know this, too, I hope. If Dustin went back today with his blue gear on, in two weeks he'd be fucking gold dust again. Let's be honest. Uh, listen, I, I get, like, if you like Cody, that's fine. Again, I'm not trying to fucking change your mind. I'm just giving you my opinion. And, I, and I'm and i like, this, I'm yelling about it because it's passion, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I, I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt me or bother me that Cody is a fraud. I'm just letting you know he is a fraud because that's what he is. And, and I, and I felt, and again, again, I fell for it like everybody else. This is the, you know what I mean? This is a guy who. Let me, he couldn't let me, break in there. Maybe he was held back. Maybe he wasn't. But he found another way. He did big things for the business. This is why, even when I dislike what the Young Bucks are doing on TV, I am a fan of theirs. 
because they are not frauds like Cody is. They are, you know what I'm saying? The Young Bucks re-upped with AEW. The Young Bucks got their shit and Hot Topic on their own. Cody le- leached himself yeah, to the did. guys who know how to get themselves over. They helped get him over. Being the elite was a big part of getting Cody over, okay? And then he went and did exact. He did what WWE guy would do. And because he did what WWE guy would do, AEW fans said, double barrel middle finger, fuck you, Cody. We're going to boo you out of the building. And I'm telling you something right now. Do not think that that crowd was 50-50 on Cody because I sat in the building at Grand Slam. Meltzer, it, Meltzer could sit there and say all he wants. The majority of the fans are cheering Cody. Bullshit. I was in the building. I was in the building at Grand Slam. He got booed so bad at Grand Slam. It was actually uncomfortable how bad he got booed. I sat there at the PNC Arena for a fucking, now granted there was maybe 5,000 people, not even 5,000 people was born because they killed North Carolina. Oh, yeah, they ran too many shows on it. Yeah, yeah. Too many shows in fucking two weeks. Yeah, yeah. One of which was that fucking Battle of the Belts, I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Anyway. I sat there in that fucking arena, and while Cody did not appear because he was on his little sabbatical, boo sabbatical, <laughs> anytime his name got bought up, anytime his face hit that fucking Titantron, they booed him in Carolina, where his daddy was the most fucking over, <laughs> where there's more smart fucking fans in Carolina because 90% of the people in that crowd probably were in the business at some point or another. <laughs> You, you do, and that dude, what pisses me off more has nothing to do with Cody. It's the WWE fanboy bullshit. The anti AEW. And I get it. If you don't like AEW, fine. You don't like AEW, but welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You didn't give a fuck about Cody before that. I remember back in the day when Blading for Truth was on. And I always go back to this episode that Edwards did because it was great. And he was talking about Nakamura when Nakamura was still in Japan. And he goes, if you really want to see Shinsuke Nakamura, get yourself a New Japan World subscription and go watch Shinsuke Nakamura. Because when Shinsuke Nakamura ends up in WWE, you're not going to see the real Shinsuke Nakamura. And I can tell you this right now. One match where he was kind of close was the first match with Zayn. Kind of close. And you have not seen anything close since then. Nope. Karate chop. <laughs> you there? Hang on. I had to mute for a second because I was coughing out my lung. <laughs> karate chop. <laughs> karate chop. That was the episode. Exactly. And, and he's 100% right. He's 100% right. Yeah. Most guys are going. I mean, and then, and then and then another, you know, to move on from Cody for a second, another thing. Um, the Knoxville thing with Sami Zayn, like again, it's hilarious. So big hand, the, the guy got this is Sami Zayn. This is this is fucking El Generico. Okay, he's getting pinned by a fucking mousetrap. Don't get you know what I'm saying? Like he's done. His career's over. He's it's over. No more Sami Zayn. Change your name. You talk about AEW fans, dude. The hypocritical AEW fans. Trash this shit, but how many times in the last fucking goddamn year have we seen thumbtacks used on TV? What the fuck? Oh, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on. That's a little different than a fucking no, mousetrap. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's different. Thumbtacks, and maybe, maybe it's maybe they're using too much. But thumbtacks are like a cornerstone of hardcore matches everywhere. 
When, when, who the hell's been pinned by a fucking mousetrap to a fucking... I mean, what, is, what is Johnny Knock... What is, what is he anyway? He ain't even a movie star. He's like a fucking retard You've for never, the last 20 fucking years. How the fuck is Johnny Knoxville still relevant? You've never went and saw a CZW match then. Because <laughs> in the latter parts of CZW, they were using the fucking mousetrap. I hate CZW. Shit. I mean, but my, the greatest thing about that match, though, the Zane Knoxville match... May Young and Mark yeah, Henry's man. hand is all grown up and is a better fucking worker than Omos is. <laughs> you got Sam right in. Sam right in. God, speaking of another guy, yeah, or Barry guys, we have this undefeated monster. Let's have him lose. Yeah, that, that's great. Uh, Remember, what was the allure of Andre the Giant? Nobody could beat him, nobody, nobody could slam him. But right? Wasn't that the allure of Andre the Giant when Hogan fought him? You will never have that happen again because people like McVince decide that Braun Strowman and Osmus they need to lose. There's a there's a big there's a big difference. <clears throat> What's the difference? It now, was 1970. No, 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 no. Granted, he was heavy-handed, and he was going to get his way whether he wanted to. Uh, here we go. The Andre the Giant could work. Exactly. I know, I know that's what you're gonna. That's what. That's always the. Yeah, back in the day, you, you remember Hulk Hogan could work. Andre could fucking work a match and make it look believable. Almost looks like, I don't know what he looks like, man. Same way with that Commander Aziz thing. The same way with fucking all. Why, why have him on your roster? Then why have him on your roster? I don't want him on the roster. That's my point as a fan. I don't want to see him. Goodbye. And that, then when they put a little guy, they go, he's bitching wrestling. He looks like he should be in a VFW. But at least they can work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but dude, you can't have it both ways. That's my point. Everybody wants, this is the problem. Everybody wants it both ways. Do I you would... want monsters? Do you, do you want guys that are larger than life? Or do you want... I or do you want BMW guys? Which way do you want it? I'd love to know. You can find monsters that can fucking work. Or Kong. Maybe track the work before you put them on TV. Exactly. Awesome Kong. A monster fucking big, huge bitch, but she can work. Yeah, well, most of the, most of the knockouts could work. Impact's the only Samoa one that gets Joe, Samoa Joe, big fucking monster who can fucking work. Kevin Owens could be know, a, a big monster, monster who can yeah, fucking work. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Those guys aren't monsters. They could, dude, Joe, there's a reason they're why Joe's monsters. fucking opening part of his theme is Godzilla's roar. Yeah, but they're not, I mean, you're, I'm talking about my, like fucking Strowman monsters. I'm not oh. talking about Joe. <laughs> fucking Strowman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you see what he's doing with EC3? Oh, God. That's a story for another day. Yeah, it is. I was for them, but it doesn't sound like it's going too well. Uh, I, I, what, what else on Mania are you, are you going to here? Uh, you know, dude, I'll tell you this. Um, I, I actually thought that uh, the Logan Paul Miz versus the Mysterials match was better than I thought it would be. Logan Paul impressed the hell out of me. I, I, popped for, uh, I popped for Miz winning and Logan Paul win. And he did too. He did. I'm not so much surprised because A, he's an athlete. Uh, B, I know he has, you know, uh, you know, high school wrestling background and, 
But I really popped when he ate the slow crusty finale. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing that popped me. And it's because I, I wrestled in high school is the little bit that we did get to see Gable Stevenson. They're going to yep. make something out of that motherfucker. He just needs to learn to come out of his shell a little bit. He needs yep. to go to yep. promo class. He needs to not look like a deer in the headlights in front of camera. Again, I think it's a little quick, uh, yeah. but af- af- athlete-wise. Not, not everybody could be Kurt Angle, and let's not forget. Right, right. Kurt, hold on. Kurt Angle did time in Memphis when he was training. Kurt Angle spent a lot of time in Connecticut at that tracks facility learning to work. Yeah. Well, NXT, that, people the thing go, is, is, I think, think it's a little NXT. quick. With NXT I think it's is little... no longer a place where people could go to learn to work, folks. Okay. No, it can't. it's not the place. It's not the place. And then fucking um, I one other thing was fucking I can't stand Pat McAfee. I don't care what he does in that I ring. I can't. I don't like football. I, I mean, I thought the mat. I thought the match was good. Um, obviously, I was Frost and Fury like, is one of my guys. But I don't like the fucking commentary he does. I don't like his stupid little face. I don't care for those out there. Pat McAfee could kick your ass. It still doesn't change the. Go ahead, kick my ass, McAfee. It still doesn't change the fact that I don't like your stupid little face and your stupid commentary and the fact that I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if you got a ring. I don't care fucking in your fucking house. I don't care if you fucking train with Rip Rogers. You know, you know Portnoy it's... claims that Pat McAfee didn't even know how to bet on sports until he taught him. <laughs> True story. That's well, according to Portnoy. I mean, I just don't fucking care for this guy. I do. I'm sorry. This guy needs to be a heel. When I see him jumping up on that announce desk, uh, so I punch him. When when they did the um, the entrance with Boogs and, and Nakamura. And he jumped up on the thing and did his little, you know, I, I thought that was it. But then they kept cutting to it. And I'm like, why Why are they taking away from knocking boogs to show this fucking retard? If you if you watch it with the sound off, he looks like he's having a seizure. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan either. I'm with you. I mean, that. I'm sorry. Pat McAfee has one of those faces where you just look at him and it does see, face- see, this is the thing. I think a lot of people fall in the trap of. Well, everybody cheered for him, so I gotta like him too. I'm not. I, no, I, the thing no. was, I either like you or I don't. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's what like cheers well, you get. Or it's not. like the fucking Roman Reigns thing. I didn't like his fucking work then. I really don't like his fucking work now. Which we've been put, we've been battling about Reigns forever. I booed his ass before when he was. Yeah, but hey, but here's the credit I'll give you on that. At least you're consistent. You're not sucking Reigns' ass right now, and I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always liked them. You've always hated them. But you're consistent on it. The yeah. problem is the majority of fans who love Roman now will, won't, they won't even tell you that they shit on him before. Here's, here's the problem I have with this whole Roman Reigns thing. And I'm going to go off on a rant here. So just let me go have my thing here. Yeah, go. go ahead. Go ahead. It's like this every fucking year with WrestleMania when they bring someone back. When they bring this back, when they bring Brock back, they're going to do this with them. They're going to do, you know, the thing with Cena and The Rock. What do you do afterwards? Guess what, folks? They don't know them goddamn selves because they're sitting there going, we don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll know by Friday. We'll know by Friday. So just tell them <laughs> in Friday. Get this, okay? Brock's going to go away for a little while. He'll probably be back for SummerSlam and tear through somebody fucking else. But guess what? What happens then? What happens then? This is my problem. Now that Roman Reigns has torn through everybody in the on the fucking roster, what now? 
oh, he's going to face The Rock next year. Okay, but what happens all the way up until then? And I'm like, yeah. okay, let's say, hold on. We're going to do The Rock versus Roman next year. Well, what needed to happen fucking Monday night? I'll tell you what needed to happen Monday night. And before anybody says it, no, the match does not need to be for the title. Okay? Just like Cena versus fucking Rock did not need to be for the title because that match with just those two in it sells itself. You could give the title match on the semi-main or the main event of night one to some, to two people that you need to fucking elevate. Okay? But they should have done what they did with Rock and Cena the night after fucking Raw. I've That's it. I've smashed them all. There's nobody. I'm the head of the fucking table. Blah, blah. If you smell the rock comes out, we get our challenge for fucking next year. Bam. Tickets are already selling for Los Angeles next year, even though WrestleMania is the draw. But there's your buildup. Okay? So now we're going to go with Rock versus Roman. But my thing is, once Roman beats the fucking rock, which we know is going to happen, then what? <laughs> we're not. We're, what? 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 You've already fucking taken... I know you're not a fan of this guy, but they fucking had a chance with Finn Balor. And they've already thrown him by the wayside. Kevin Owens just got beat by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Good match. Glad to see it. Can't fucking elevate Kevin Owens anymore. And Reigns already beat him, too, by the Reigns way. already beat him. Cody? Fucking... Are you... <laughs> <laughs> Do you honestly think... <laughs> I don't care if... Cody... <laughs> Care if he has it in his contract, <laughs> screw him. Do you honestly think that they're the guy, the prodigal son who left and made his name on his own, come back and beat Roman? No, Cody <laughs> Rollins gone, Rey Mysterio. No, McIntyre. <laughs> no, Happy Corbin. No, Nakamura. No, they they have nobody else. Who? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two guys. Edge, no. Sheamus, no. Lashley, no. The only, there's only one guy right now that I can see taking that title off fucking Roman, and this is really going to make you laugh. Pat fucking McAfee. We're at that, Ugh. folks. You know, I, I'm going to give you two guys, Vince? and I know I know it can't happen now, but you have a year, right? Let, let's just say Rock shows up Friday or two weeks from now, whatever it is. And you really start building that till next year, right? You're gonna, you know, Roman's gonna have defenses, of course, but we're building the Rock versus Roman. Whether there's a title attached to it or not, they're gonna probably say, I would think, but whatever. Rock versus Roman, the whole thing, whatever. You have a gear. You have the Gable Stevens, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Broad Breaker. I mean, what, 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 what else are you gonna do? These are the guys you need to get over because he cleaned out the, the whole company already, except for those type of guys. And, I, and I'm not saying it's going to happen next week, and I'm not saying it's going to happen to SummerSlam, Survivor Series, or even WrestleMania next year. But what I'm saying is maybe by next SummerSlam, maybe one of those two, probably Breaker more than Stevenson. But other than that, I mean, what really what they're going to do is – they're going to do something that everybody hates, like they always do. 
Because what else are they going to do? Unless they unless they get one of those two guys or somebody we're not thinking of. And McAfee's not – dude, come on. Here's the thing about the Gables. That can't, don't be serious about McAfee. And I'm going to go your route on this, man, because I know you guys up north, Vince has groomed you all to think that size fucking matters. And it, it kind of got – I love Jonathan Gresham to death, but did you see the size difference when Samoa Joe stood next to his ass? Listen, and it's not I, about – it's not fat-wise. Hold, hold, hold on. Why? The first time I ever saw Jonathan Gresham, he was wrestling Dijak. You don't have to tell me how small he is. So I was there live. You put Gable Stevenson next to Roman fucking Reigns? I don't care how many NCAA titles. Uh, that you're, that's, you're talking about a, uh, Gresham is a way different disparity than Gable Stevenson. Yeah, he's a fucking heavyweight. Thing is, though, Gresham's fucking five seven. The same. Okay, it's it's no. Nah, dude, I think I don't think you're. I don't think you're. I think I think you're. I think you're overstating that a little bit. If you put Gable Stevenson and sit him next to Roman Reigns and say, okay, these two are gonna fight each other, who would you have win? Who do you think should win? Roman Reigns beats his ass. I mean, I listen. You're not gonna. I'm not. I'm not saying you need. Break Breaker's not as big as Reigns either. But the elite, dude, at least oh, these guys are athletic. Right. They ha- they're, they're powerful. You, you, you're, you, the guy won an Olympic medal. He's the, one of the greatest high school wrestlers, or excuse me, college re- collegiate wrestlers ever, heavyweight think wrestlers ever. Think you, of, there's a lot you can sell. I mean, this is not Jonathan Gresham, dude. You're absolutely right. If they book him the right way, it gets over. Now, do I well, think— no, you got to get—this is the thing. He needs to get over first. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Angle came out there. What was Kurt Angle's first match? It was on Survivor Series 1999 against fucking Stasiak. <laughs> meat. He took on meat. So I okay, have Okay, I'll give you his. So he gave Gable's 265. He's 265 pounds. He's 6'1, which okay. is, I think Reigns is probably what, like 6'4, 6'5. But I mean, weight wise, I mean, that's. The disparity, uh, listen, Jonathan, I mean, I know you guys could see it on TV, but Jonathan Gresham, I watched him wrestle Dijak. I saw Dijak throw him from the stage into the ring, like 20 feet. Like, this, you know, this is not a good comparison. Now, I do love me some Jonathan Gresham, though. No, he's good. I'm not taking away from him as a wrestler. I'm talking size-wise, it's not a good comparison. Gresham deserves that title, but when I saw him... When Joe got in that fucking ring with him, and I'm like, oh, my God, Joe's going to eat this guy for breakfast. One bite, and he's done, you know? I mean, but then he put then he put Gresham over, and I hope I Gresham kinda, that title for a long fucking time because he deserves it. I kind of like, um, so, I mean, I don't know if this is accurate for Reigns, but he's 6'3", 265, so, I mean, you're talking about two inches there. I mean, Roman's obviously more put together. Now, Stevenson might have to do a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I, see, my thing with the breaker thing is I think that's a guy you could get there, but I think you need to embrace the Steiner in him and not do this well, breaker they, shit. They, did you see NXT last night? I did not. I don't watch they're, NXT. They're, they're going that route. Well, they need to. Because at the end, they had Joe Gacy, who is like this – Guy who preaches wokeness and everything. I actually love the character because it spits in the face of everything that's wrong with culture today. But uh, he ended up having fucking 
Braun Breaker defends the NXT title and then they cut to the back and Gacy's been doing these little promos about you need to embrace the hate and all this shit. And then they cut back at the end of the, or embrace family and all this. And then they cut back and they got fucking Rick Steiner locked up in a, like a little fucking cage. And they're like, let's see if we could teach this doggy some new tricks. And then they act like they're going to like fuck up Steiner. And then the camera just cuts to black. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <clears throat> Why can't you just call the guy fucking Re- Braun Rexstein? So, yeah, yeah, right. Do something. Yeah. Uh, let me. So let me ask you. This. Did you think that I didn't think he got a great reaction on Raw? To be honest with you, I thought it would have been better. To be that's honest, just nobody cares about NXT. Right. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. See, when you've trained us to sit there. And go, yeah, but if, if Rick Steiner walks out with him, <laughs> you know if, what I mean, or Scott but, Steiner for that matter. If they, if he would have debuted on Raw instead of NXT. Because he's been he's been training down there forever. When they did this 2.0 shit, nobody even knew what a Braun Breaker was or looked like until NXT 2.0. Right, so right, if, right. When, if they would have never done the 2.0 thing with him... And, and just brought, him, brought him, him right to Raw or SmackDown. Brought him right to Raw or SmackDown? Yep, I agree with you. Fucking dominate? But no, we've been trained to fucking believe, and I've said this from day one, and that's why Edwards stopped watching NXT, because yep. I get behind someone when they're just going to go to the main roster and fucking get fucking demolished. Yep. And now, where it's probably going to be even more true, even though the same fucking people are booking both, because Triple H had a fucking roid attack, and his heart's too crippled, that he can't have stress in his life and book anymore. So... Now we got Bruce fucking Pritchard booking the thing. Guess who we got booking Raw and SmackDown? Bruce fucking Pritchard, everybody. So let me, let me, uh, let's, you know, uh, we got to wrap up soon because uh, daddy's got to get to sleep before work tomorrow. But anyway, <laughs> um, did you see all the uh, comparisons to the, uh, I'll call it the House of Edge and the House of Black? Yeah. <laughs> and um, all the back and forth. It just, the reason I bring it up is I, I don't know. Did did they jock House of Black a little bit? Maybe did House of Black jock the Brood back in the day or whatever? I, it, I who knows? Whatever the case may be, I just think it's hilarious how insane you dumbasses get on like Twitter and Facebook about this stuff. Like they take it fucking it's personal. Fun. There's nothing new under the right. sun. When when Brody King was like, when you order the House of Black on on like. Uh, on wish.com you should see the fucking i, I dude i he's probably has 24 hour security like you, wwe fan wants to fucking kill him now he came out like six hours later was like take it easy guys it was just a joke you know what i mean like yeah. uh, just insane fucking- and, and, but it is kind of funny how and, and i don't know if you noticed this and i think they're kind of trolling each other the companies because and we've seen this in the past too, where you have that. But I don't know if you noticed tonight in the main event when Nick got the pin on um, on uh, I think it was on Dax, and he had his leg on the rope, and Max uh, counted three, but then said his leg was on the rope. That happened in the Ronda Charlotte match. Yep, the exact same thing. The exact same thing. I was like, oh, are they trolling Ronda and Charlotte right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, look, okay, have some fun with this stuff. It's not that fucking serious. It's going to go call back to something. 
the rumor is is that Rhea Ripley is going to join the fucking Edge group. What you want to bet me the day after she debuts for them, they're finally going to pull the trigger on the Julia Hart thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard I, I heard it was Ripley and Champa. Yeah. Yeah. Ciampa. Fuck. Somebody told me that. I'm like, okay. One more thing I want to ask you about, then we can wrap it up. Yeah, it, yeah. This whole week for me has been good for for, for professional wrestling. I actually enjoyed WrestleMania. Or sports entertainment, whatever you like. Yeah, well, well, according to Jericho, we can have both. Um, but anyway. In certain companies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the weekend. I, overall, I enjoyed WrestleMania. It was better than fucking last year's when they didn't hardly have any fans. And it was certain better than, certainly better than the year before when they didn't have any fans. So I mean, of course it's better when you have fucking Steve Austin fucking stunning day. people and drinking beers. I mean, I can just, I watched that all night. <laughs> now, I will say I did pop for McAfee sitting there pretending to be knocked out yet still chugging a beer. That was funny. Um, but... One thing I want to ask you about. It's 2023 next year. Yep. And you're MJF. Dude, he got fucking hollered at by a man who's supposedly supposed to be for the wrestling fan. We're all about the fans, what the fans want. But yet our wrestlers still can't do interviews without our say-so and without our PR people watching and scanning over every question. MJF right now, apparently he's back on good terms with Tony Khan. He did that interview with Hawani. Do you think he really goes to WWE in, in two years? Because I don't think so. I think he stays right where the fuck he's at. MJF? Yeah, because there's no way he's going to be able to be that edgy. He's not going to be able to be MJF in WWE. Yeah, but we here. I, I, I agree with that part about it. And I think he should stay where he is. Obviously, A, because he'll be able to be that edgy and B, I'm a bigger fit right now. If gun to my head, what am I watching first? I'm watching AEW. That's just me. But here's the thing. I don't know what his motivation is. And the one thing I'll go back to, and I always think about what every one of these guys, and Cody in some way probably fucking proved it too, is... The bottom line is the biggest moment you could have in pro wrestling is walking out in front of 80,000 people at WrestleMania. And if that's your motivation, you know what I'm saying? Like you may that I don't know that that's his motivation. I'm just throwing it out there. I, there probably there's probably some guys in AEW that could give two shits about it. We're, we're going to do the best we can, become the best guy wrestlers we can, do the best thing we're doing. At. We don't give a fuck about WrestleMania. But there's other guys who probably their life goal is to show up at WrestleMania. And when you're MJF and you're 20 something years old and you're you're going to be what Jericho was when he left WCW as a free agent, probably the hottest commodity. And it's going to be double that because of social media and everybody and everything else. Uh, Can he be lured there with all that? First of all, He's going to get a lot. The money thing, he's going to get it from, if he, if he doesn't get it from Vince, he'll get it from Khan or vice versa. It, it, he's going to get paid either way, let's be honest. So what is his motivation? Does he want to be an AEW lifer, become the greatest superstar in the history of AEW, which is a possibility? Be Flair to AEW, but even Flair left WCW at one point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is there a point where MJF says, I want to walk down that ramp in front of 80,000 people at WrestleMania, the biggest weekend of the of wrestling. It's still, you got to be fair. 
Nothing compares to it. You're, you're not going to do it at the Tokyo Dome. You're not going to do it at Jacksonville Stadium, at Daly's Place, or wherever else. The only place to do it is wherever the fuck WrestleMania is that year. And if that's his motivation, I could probably see him going. Even if it castrates him. I, I look at it like this. Because you don't know what kind of bill of goods they're going to sell behind the scene, too. Oh, yeah. Well, let well, you book yourself, pal. Yeah. Okay. Sure you will. And, and here's what Kevin Dunn's going to go. Why are we signing this guy? Nobody's going to know who he is. Yet you had fucking 70,000 people doing the, oh, oh, the Cody's theme song, which, hey, if you only watch WWE, you never heard that shit before. But right, right, because he didn't have the theme song then. Yeah. yeah. Fucking no! Everybody knows who Cody Rhodes is now. So fucking Kevin Dunn, go fuck yourself and die. Well, here's here's the thing. This is this is with the social media aspect. You know, the YouTube, the, the, the TikTok, the Twitter, the, all this all this shit. You don't have to watch the show. You can, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't watch a lot of WWE, but I oh I always know what's going on with Reigns because I might just watch the YouTube clips. You know what I'm saying? Is and. You know, I think some of these fans, they're seeing clips on Twitter. They're seeing clips on YouTube. So they know what's going on with Cody. Maybe they know what's going on with Daniel Sander, Jericho, or Punk. Maybe they're not watching AEW. And you know what I'm saying? So, because if you notice, as the roster's gotten better, AEW's YouTube clicks have quadrupled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's there's times that Vince will get $30 million on one fucking YouTube video. You know what I mean? So people are seeing this shit is my point. They may not be watching the show, but they're seeing this shit. And they're react. They're here. Oh, the WWE fan that wants to dump on AEW is going to kind of like we follow along enough with WWE to figure out what's going on. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't know a lot of the storylines watching WrestleMania. I just kind of turned it on. Um, I obviously knew Reigns and Brock. I watched the Royal Rumble. So I, I, I didn't. You know, a basic a basic idea. But I didn't, I didn't even know who all the fucking champions were. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just added a loop with it. But, I'm, and I'm sure there's a lot of WWE fans that are the same way at AEW. But they 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 probably watched some clips of MJF and Punk, you know, uh, cutting promos on each other. Even though they didn't watch AEW the show. So, there's probably, it's infinite the amount of people who know and who know who MJF is that may maybe they never even turned on AEW. I, I so look, that mentality that nobody knows who they are is just that's just this simple minded old school mentality. It just doesn't work Kevin anymore. Dunn. That's a Kevin Dunn. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't work anymore. He's wrong. My thing on MJF is this go there for at least a year. Everybody in, in Rio. Yeah, but are they going to sign him for a year? Not for one year, no. Right. Three years is what I'm hearing is the minimum. Yep, exactly. But even if it's three years, go there, do your three years. Right now, I guarantee you tomorrow, if Cody Rhodes' contract was up, AEW's taking you back. Khan's not holding grudges. Sorry. He's not. Probably not. So. Yeah, I, but here's the thing, and Cody better understand this. You could come back. What are the fans going to accept you in those buildings? And we know the answer to that. All this bullshit of, I don't want to be a bad guy. because There, ain't, there ain't going to be, I'll tell you this, if Cody comes back to AEW, there ain't going to be no welcome back. We're happy to see you. No, fucking traitor. He's going to get traitor. Yeah, yeah. You're a sellout, 
Shut he the might, fuck up. That's might, what you're going to hear, Cody. He might as well, instead of that fucking red, white, and blue coat, he might as well just come out with a fucking red coat on and breathe. Oh, if he, if he thinks he's coming back as a baby face, he's got a lot of... Well, here's, he's going to be hated. Here's my thing, man. This bullshit of, I don't want to be booed because I got a daughter. How, Roman Reigns has kids. He's getting... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two-time cancer survivor with three daughters. Yeah, Brett fucking Hart has fucking kids. He's fucking gotten. He got booed. Edge here, has here, here, Here's what booed. Bobby Lashley got booed. <laughs> here's what I think. Here's what I think about Cody. I think Cody and his family name is wrestling royalty, but I think he thinks that because of that, he should be treated like wrestling royalty. To me, and it don't fucking work that way. This is what should have happened Monday, and I know we laughed about it all, Cody versus Roman, but when Cody, when Roman came out there Monday night after that promo to start the show, if Roman would have came out there and said... He didn't even acknowledge that, by the way. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, fucking, you know... I mean, the guy... That's a good point, because the guy opened the show ranting about wanting to be champion, yeah. and the champion came out and no soul did. <laughs> And I'm sorry, that'll, tell, that'll tell you how, how far from the title Cody is. I would have saved, I would have saved, if I'm booking this show, I would have saved fucking Cody Rhodes. And might have, might have him mention it, like, it, yeah, even not, if he, even if, even if he brushed it off, to have him mention it would have gave it credibility. I would have fucking, you know, I'm sorry, I would have saved Cody Rhodes' promo, and I would have fucking had Roman come out there at the end, I'm head of the table, acknowledge me. Have Rhodey, Cody come out. My family is the greatest thing in professional. Even have Paul Heyman get on the mic and go, my tribal chief, your family is the greatest family in pro wrestling. And then wrestling has more than one royal family. Yeah. That's the fucking, it writes itself, folks. Yep. It writes itself. And maybe, yeah, Cody can fucking go over on Roman. Bam. You know, your redemption is there. <laughs> So let, so let me ask you a question before we wrap up. When you when you brought up Cody to beat Reigns and I laughed, do you think Vince had the same reaction? Because he probably yeah. did. <laughs> There's no guy. Oh, you're going to beat Roman. <laughs> Elzer's first thought was, okay, they unified the titles, but you know they're not going to have him unified for very long, and Cody's going to win whatever fucking Reigns is, whatever title Reigns does not have. And but how's he going to not have it, though? The, they're gonna the same way they did it with fucking Bianca or with a fucking Becky Lynch. They're gonna just sit there and go, okay, uh, two different titles because Fox and fucking. It's so stupid. It and is. Listen, if they if they strip him or have some fucking if they have him lose one of them, you know, it, it ruins everything. Vince, Vince, listen, this is this is you you said it, you said it earlier. Two words. Then what? Yeah. Every wrestling company. I, I, we're just fans. If you're listening, before you do anything, think, then what? Exactly. Because when you don't, it's called corner. I think that's going to be the title. Book yourself into a corner. That's going to be the Right title. now, they're booked. If they want to split those titles... They just booked themselves into a corner. There's there's the title of this episode. Then 
what? Yeah, then what? <laughs> because I've been saying it. That should be the pay-per-view after WrestleMania. Then what? WWE, then what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I mean, you know. They did this shit when Brock fucking Ted, oh, you'll never see a champion. Then they came out and handed the belt to Hunter. Remember, remember the whole, you got to defend your title in 30 days or we'll strip you. The reason, the, the, the excuse they used to strip Dana <laughs> Bryan at that time. <laughs> you, know, you, know you know the greatest thing they ever did, but the networks don't want this. So that's why they're, they're you know, fucking Fox, or Fox and USA both were totally against this universal champion thing. They like to split championships because our network has a champion. There's two points I want to make here, and then we can wrap it up. One, well, maybe you elevate, maybe you elevate one of those lesser titles, the Intercontinental or the U.S. title. They did it. They did it in 2002 when they did the original brand split. Fucking work. You had them defend the damn okay Triple H or whoever Hulk Hogan or Taker or whoever had it would go and defend it on Raw one month, and while he was defending it on Raw, the Intercontinental or U.S. champion on SmackDown would have the featured program. And then, when they would go to SmackDown, and the Intercontinental title defended against the SmackDown star the next month, and have a nice month-long feud, and the Intercontinental title or U.S. title on Raw, I think it was the Intercontinental title was on Raw, would fucking be the elevated fucking program and be the king shit of that brand. And it made that title worth something. They could do that. The problem is USA and Fox both want to each have a champion since they're not fighting. Which leads me to my next point. These television fucking deals, I think, are up either next year or the year after. Guys, it's all going to be under NBC's umbrella by the time it's all said and done. You're going to have fighting Friday Night SmackDown on NBC Yes, they can afford to sacrifice 50 fucking versions of Law & Order. You're going to have Friday Night Smackdown on NBC. Monday Night Raw will be on USA. And it'll all be which pocket are we going to take the money out of? The left one or the right? Because it's all the same thing. You'll have your network under Peacock. It'll all be under Comcast, NBC's umbrella. And all will be right in the fucking world. Then they could do their split champions or one champion, both shows, whatever the case may be. But as long as Fox is hemming and hawing bitching about what Peacock and NBC gets. Well, of course they are, because they paid a lot of fucking yeah, money for that. As right? Long to, as, as long as fucking Peacock and fucking USA are going to bitch about whatever Fox wants, you're never going to have fucking one champion in that company. So I don't even know why they did this. It makes no fun. They did it as an excuse to have Roman and Brock have the same match for the 50th fucking time in a row at a WrestleMania. That's when they did it. When it did not need it. Because it was still the same match. Well, my, my, my other thing, too, is if so, they, they put the title on Brock because Roman got COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they took the title off Brock, right? He didn't have it. Right. And then he wins the Royal Rumble. Well, I think Brock lost. Well, hold on. Somebody lost to Lashley, and Lashley held that belt for like 10 days or something. Well, I'll tell you, remember, he uh, he won the title. He lost the title at 
uh, what you call it, to Lashley, right, at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Then he was pissed off, so he went and won the Royal Rumble, right? He was pissed off, but he was smiling the whole time. Remember, it was a stupid thing. So now he can go to WrestleMania and fight Roman, right? Why then did they feel the need to have him win the title again? Because they're in Saudi Arabia. Yep. <laughs> and they probably wanted Brock to win the title in Saudi Arabia. That's this is, again, this is this is not then what. This is who paid the bills on this show. Oh, the prince paid the bills. He wants Brock to win a title. Okay, Brock, you're winning the title. This is my point. There's there's no plan. You said it before. There's no plan. There's no plan. They had no plan for what they're – they might have the plan that Roman's going to wrestle The Rock at the, at the next WrestleMania. That might be the plan. But if you're telling me they mapped out how they're going to get there, I call bullshit. Because between now and then, what you just talked about is going to happen. NBC is going to bitch. Fox is going to bitch. The Prince in Saudi Arabia is going to bitch. Peacock's going to bitch. My cock's going to bitch. Your cock's going to bitch. Cody's cock's going to bitch. And they're going to do all this stupid shit in between. And it's going to be a bunch of crap until you get to next year. And all that's going to happen is... The, the only allure of this whole thing, and it's what I think they should ride with, is the fact that Roman Reigns hasn't been pinned in three years, and he's got two belts, and nobody can beat him. And the only and, and the only way you're going to build somebody to beat that guy is to give it time now. So you should just roll with that. And keep the two titles on him. And here's here's what he's got to do. You gotta, he's got to pull double duty and go to both shows. That's the, that's the only... That's the only proper way to do this right now. Yeah. If you strip him or he loses, you fucked your whole program. Or if he gets injured. Yeah. What I mean, here's the thing. I, you know, he's been nicked up a little bit. The, the, it's, you've already set, you've already set a standard that you don't need to defend the titles every month. So he doesn't need to defend them every month. You, you can still keep them relevant. You can keep them in matches. You can do a couple squash matches, whatever you have to do. But, you know, the, the thing. <laughs> To make this all work now, you need something extravagant to get these belts off in. And I and I personally, there's nothing you could there's nothing you're gonna put together between now and SummerSlam to make it to sell it to anybody, right? Nope. So what you should do is double down on it, double down on it, worry about next WrestleMania with him and just wing it till you get there. But what you're selling is the fact that Roman Reigns is unbeatable. And then when he wins again at WrestleMania, he's going to prove it again. He's unbeatable. And then between now and then, you need to find the guy who's going to beat him. And you need to build to that. And you, what you need to do is keep it a fucking secret and not everybody let everybody know that's what you're doing and let it happen organically. They, uh, one more thing, and then we'll go. I, I know I keep saying that, but scanning through my Facebook, this pisses me off. I can't stand these fucking wrestling reporters who go to these press conferences anymore. <laughs> they were all of, they were yeah exactly, but they were all about you know. <clears throat> Hi Tony, great show. Hi Tony, great show. <laughs> you fucking idiots, get on here! And they were all about you know before AEW started, they were all about fuck WWE, fuck this and fuck that and fuck that. 
And then they get a little bit of access, and they're like, hi. Like this this fucking, what's her name? Denise Sell Sucko, whatever, Tunko. I have no idea. Dude, she did the best. Okay, she does a podcast where she's like her typical Valley girl. Like, hi, I'm so glad that I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a female wrestling fan. Isn't it great? She's doing backstage interview work on camera for Ring of Honor. She's like their version of Promobot 5000. And then she's fucking at the damn press conference. And then she's doing shit with Meltzer. And it's like, I'm sorry. Regardless of whether you're on the payroll or not, at that point, you're no, you're, you're fucking just, you're part of the fucking process. You're no longer a reporter. You might as well be an employee for the company. If all you're going to do is kiss their ass and never say anything controversial, you're access media. Yeah. That's far. You're access fucking media. And I use the term media very loosely. Because fucking, I will give Mike Johnson and all them credit and Dave Share from PW Insider credit. They will bash AEW's booking. But fucking Meltzer maybe has one negative thing a week to say about AEW. But he will bash WWE to no fucking end. Because he's afraid of losing his access. And the Young Bucks and everybody are his friends because they named a move after him. <laughs> but please, people. Well, I mean, he's had Impact dead for 12 years and they're still going, so. But what kills me, though, man, is ask a fuck, if you're going to call yourself media, ask yourself a fuck, ask a hard question. No, it's never going to happen. Oh, it won't. It's never going to happen. Losing their access, and yet these people still give them their fucking money. You know how I listen to Meltzer, folks? I'll tell it's, you. It's, Joe, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you it's, it's I'll, real. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't pay a goddamn dime for Meltzer shit. I don't I don't I barely I barely even read his tweets. <laughs> I could care less. Dude, I, this is this is the thing. Like I told you that before we went on air, I talked about this. I um and you guys should jump on hang on, let me let me give him the link too. So I, I haven't even listened to it yet, but uh our boy Hollywood Edwards. Hollywood, shout out he, Hollywood. He did a show with uh with young Q there. Uh hang on, hang on, hang on, I'll get to it. Sorry guys. It's on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I just want to give the what you call it. Hold on. Uh, where is it? Where is it? I know I liked it somewhere. Uh did I pass it? What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, hang on, I think I passed it. Blading blading for truth, right? Uh was it on his was it on his YouTube? I'm not sure. Uh, what the fuck? Why can't I see it here? Hold on. Nah, it wasn't on his. Bla it wasn't on his YouTube page. Oh, here we go. It is on. Oh, Monday Night Marks. So go on the Monday Monday Night Marks YouTube, which I thought I was subscribed to, but I wasn't. But now I am. Uh, the Monday Night Marks, go on there. It's bashing Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes returns to WWE. And it's uh, Young Q and uh, Edwards, and they're talking about it. I don't even know what they said. I didn't listen yet. To get to my point, I just wanted to give them a little pop there. I don't listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts at all, almost never, especially the review stuff and the current event stuff and, and the news stuff. It's not news. I know wrestling news. I... 
I come across articles and I read them sometimes and half the time I think it's full of shit. I, when I, especially now that I'm going to start podcasting again, I'm going to read and listen to even less because I just want to watch wrestling and give you guys my own opinion. And that's all I want to do. I don't want my opinion swayed and everything else. Cause I can tell you right now, almost everybody I know, their opinions almost mimic the fucking podcast and people they listen to. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and I can, I, to a T almost. And it's, it's so funny because I'm just like, wow, I wonder how they feel about that if they didn't listen to that asshole. You know what I mean? And I, I, maybe including me, who knows? But you know, you know what I'm saying though. I come on here. I watched all those shows. I watched ROH. I watched WrestleMania. I watched Rampage. I watched Dynamite. Uh, I didn't get to Impact yet. I am going to watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. But I watched them all with my own mind, made my own opinion. I didn't listen to anybody's take on Cody. I texted with a few people about it. Some people agreed with my take. Some people didn't. But it's still just my take, influenced by nobody. All that other shit is nonsense. My, my I'm sorry. Problem, so my problem with these people, though, are is that it's clearly... Denise Salsaco, Salcanto, whatever her fucking Salcedo, Sausalito, whatever your fucking name is. They will fucking say that they do not take money from these companies. Yeah, well, they, they might not be money, but there's other shit. But you're sitting there as a backstage interview. Free tickets. They get to go to the backstage. They probably get a fucking buffet. <laughs> but probably do. <laughs> a buffet? Yeah, you never do. They probably feed them. Why wouldn't they? Here you go, easy, easy. Got that bow. Come on over to do the uh the, the cool truth with WrestleMania, and uh, we'll give you a listen. Buffet. Listen, if, if I if, even if I ever, I probably oh, never no, would. Don't, don't interrupt me, pal. Picture, pal. You're up there. You're backstage. You're gonna. You're going to set your computer up in catering. And you're going to chow down while you interview and tell our superstars how great. <laughs> that, dirt, that fucking dirt interview, asshole. You mean You get people there early to have a little buffet. <laughs> a little buffet. <laughs> listen, listen. My point is they're getting something out of it. They're getting free seats. They're getting to go backstage. They're getting to do all this stuff. So it may not be money, but they're getting something. Hey, dude. Everybody's contract in WWE has buffet written in WWE. And, and here's the other thing. Why? <laughs> why? Why be? If I got uh, a fucking former wrestler or a former booker or a former whatever, why are the they the end all be all of what you like as a wrestling fan? It's why not, would you ever take? Hold on, I'm not saying you. I'm talking in general here. Why are you letting people like that be the end-all, be-all of what you like? Dude, if you if you watched a movie and you loved it and some critic came and said, maybe an actor who you maybe, – maybe a critic used to be an actor and says, well, the acting in that sucked. And you're like, fuck that. I love that movie. I thought the acting was good. The story was cool. I had a good time. I, I don't want to give my two hours back. I, I enjoyed it. Why do we – sit there and listen to old wrestlers say that this form of wrestling sucks. Guess what? That's just their opinion. Just because they did it, they know better what you like than you do? Think about that for a second. Think about that. 
you if you like it, like it. If you don't like it, don't like it. But what I'm saying is don't like it or don't like it because someone who wrestled in 1975 says you should or you shouldn't. As much as I love Jim Cornette, you know Buffet was written into his contracts. He's admitted it. (laughs) (laughs) At least he admits it. Yeah, I went around eating like a fat fuck. Perfect example. You may agree with Jim Cornette's opinion, but if if you like something and he hates it, don't change your mind because... Uh, you know what? I thought I liked the match, but after I listened to Corny, I think the match sucks. Come on. Have your own fucking opinion. That's all I'm saying. You got to admit, Cornette's been pretty high on AEW. I, dude, I don't I don't care. I don't listen. I don't care what he has to say. I don't like him. I don't care. I don't care if I agree with him. I don't care if I disagree with him. His opinion is irrelevant in my life. Tony Khan called up the local Golden Corral and said, send the spread to Jim <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's probably trying to get a fucking job. Who knows? Who no, cares? No way would they hire. Dude, WWE just fired one of the MSK, MSK guys tonight for. Did you see that bullshit? Oh, the, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to believe with all that. Who knows, dude? Man. Who knows? God damn, I want buffet now. I want to go. Kim, you're talking about the Kimberly incident? Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Man, they closed the Golden Corral here in Danville with COVID, man. Fuck COVID. <laughs> I really want to tear up a breakfast buffet in the morning now, and I can't. <laughs> just, just go to Biscuit, your favorite place. Biscuitville. Yeah, Biscuitville. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I got I to gotta, I gotta get this show up, and I got to go to bed, so we got to get, we gotta get moving here. What is your favorite place to eat up there? Sal's Italian Gourmet with the gravy and I, I don't ha- I, I go to a lot of mom and pop's places. They're all named Sal. Dude, I do. There's the one thing. The one no, that's not true. Number one <laughs> and no, and number two, the one thing Connecticut is not lacking is really good restaurants. I'll tell no, you I, that. So, you're right, you're so right. I, it's I mean it's it's tough to choose. They uh, goddamn pal, you got to go hit the dinner buffet. That's yeah, dude, we don't, the buffets don't last much around here. <laughs> <laughs> got to go south. Too many elitist liberals around here for buffets. <laughs> Gotta go get the spaghetti. I mean, rotini. I mean, rigatoni. But the meat sauce. Just say pasta. pasta. Fucking call it spaghetti. I'd kill you. <laughs> Remember Hulk Hogan had that pasta mania place in the mall? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they, hey, then they, they showed that shit on the first episode of, uh, Nitro. of uh, Nitro. Yeah. All At the, the Mall of America. Oh, man. Anyway, folks, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to go hit the buffet, and uh, AC's <laughs> going to go to bed. Remember, folks, this podcast is brought to you by the Golden Corral. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy. Hey, a Foxworthy can eat there for $9.99. All you can eat steak and pasta and drinks. And maybe, maybe you'll just be sitting next to Uncle Dave Meltzer. Who knows? <laughs> well, listen, bro, it was fun doing this with you. We'll have to do it again soon. Next, uh, maybe you know, make make sure make sure you check your uh your weight load and your tire pressure and your fucking uh Man, your I'm sleep your sleep and everything else before you head into California before they I'm, throw you in jail. Dude, dude, fucking Missouri wrote me a tire for wrote me a fucking ticket for a flat tire. <laughs> I went through a scale with a flat. Now, as stupid as people go, why did you go across the scale? I didn't know the fucking tire was flat. There's fucking an inner axle and an outer tire on these things. It's, it's I'm not going to explain it to you. Because regardless of what people think, trucking is not only for rednecks, it is a complicated fucking job. But anyway, you know how that idiot dude used to do his show from the Dunkin' Donuts? Me and you 
Next time we're going to do our show from the Golden Corral and use that. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking (laughs) fucking trivia. Oh, God. We're ending the show on trivia. It's over. (laughs) There's nowhere to go from there. The show is now going to be called Live from the Corral. (laughs) (laughs) Live from the Corral. (laughs) Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Good night, everybody.